Slip the jab. This is not a therapy session. And now, this is the moment fans have been waiting for. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it's time! Big, big drama show, let's go, let's do it. It was only a matter of time. It's always just a matter of time. Just imagine if you bought a ticket. Stop it, Frank. You can stop it any time. My goodness! Now he's, he's got, got the best. Right now. It's 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 Number one bullshit is lip Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ian Evan, make yes. me a promise. Uh-oh, uh-oh. About what? Promise that we'll never end up like Cheo and Ariel. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. What happened? Promise what me now happened? we'll never end up. What happened? Besties to frontline enemies. Is it know. real, though? Do you think it's real or do you think it's for show? I I think it was for real. You do? I do. I have a reason for that. You have a reason? Go ahead. I want to hear it. When I mean, should we let should we let people know that are not in the know of what's going on? Okay, um, how about we do this then? We're doing something different today. Usually you guys know how we format the show. We start with the UFC recap, and then we go into the preview, and then we go into our current events. And the first time I wrote the show for today, that's where I had Chael and Ariel was in the current events. But we thought we'd do something different today. We thought maybe we'd have a little fun. We'd mix it up. And we're thinking about doing... We're not thinking about doing... We're doing it. We're doing it, yeah. We're doing it. We're going to uh, do sort of a fight companion to the Ariel and Chael argument video. So that way, everybody who didn't get to see it will get to hear it now and understand everything that happened. And then also, we'll be able to give our live reactions. We'll be able to remember some of the things that we forgot because I forgot uh, some of the details to the argument as well. And then I guess afterwards, you can say why you think it was real or Dornan or whatever. All right. Does that and, sound good? And what you guys, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, all right, we're going to be here to interpret and clarify these interactions between these two on Ariel's podcast. Well, that's a great idea and a goal. But the truth is, we'll probably just muddy this all to hell. So, hey, that's what we do. Good luck. That's nice, Ian. A lot of faith in us. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Hey, who knows? I, I, mean, I was already nervous that this might go sideways. Now no, you're making me even more nervous. It, it, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it goes sideways, forwards, or backwards. The real theme is, are you and I going to have fun? Yeah, we and, always have fun. And we're going to have fun. We always have fun. So that's really, fun. I mean, it's selfish of us. You know, because that's, that's yeah, it's our podcast. This is we're, <laughs> who cares? This is our number one priority. I mean, we love slipsters and our nation, but I mean, right? Whatever we do, I don't know if you're going to come out. You being our, our faithful listeners, I don't know if you're going to come out smarter or dumber after hearing us talk. <laughs> it's always a roll but, of the dice. Yeah, it's always a roll of the dice. When you listen to this podcast, yeah, we're going to have some damn fun. Yeah, and don't be worried uh, for, because for those who have watched it they know it was 50 minutes um i'm gonna edit out parts that don't 
really need to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I'll make sure I edit. I mean, who knows? If the whole thing is good, then the whole thing is good, and I'll keep it. But most likely, there'll be some editing to it, so it won't be super-duper long. But if it is super-duper long, eh, maybe it's bonus time. There it is. Maybe we just take that and um, and release that and then do the UFC recap and preview on a different episode i don't know we'll see how it goes that's what today's all about uh throwing caution to the wind (laughs) and doing some experimentation and having a little fun let's hit it okay let's do it from our long-winded selves to you (laughs) all right i'm very excited about our next guest it is wednesday and on wednesdays uh not every wednesday because he's so busy and he likes to talk to so many people under the sun there are times where he carves some time out for his old friend, Ariel. Uh, we used to do this on a weekly basis. Now we get to do it on a monthly or so basis. I can't wait to get Chael's thoughts. It's so funny, too, how they, he started with his old friend, Ariel. <laughs> like, That's, if he only knew what was coming. Which is that, this is exactly why I don't think this is a set. Because he is so looking forward to this. <laughs> to talk genuinely, to yeah, so if this was a set, I don't think we'd have seen this same energy. Like, he's genuinely looking forward to talk to his friend. It's like you show up for the podcast. podcast on Tuesday, and I'm all excited, but on your way over here, you have it in your mind that you're really mad at me, and, and I you're about to light me up. Uh, yeah, Next I thing you know, I'm all and... bummed because Ian's going off on me on the podcast. Yeah, so that's why <laughs> this wouldn't be there. This would not be that's, there if this was a set. That's a good point. That's gen, that's a genuine, I can't wait to talk to my friend because it's been a few minutes. That's a good point. And that they would have just left this out. They, he's not that good of an actor. He wouldn't have done this. He's, he's very much looking forward to actually having a conversation. That's a good point. On what transpired this weekend, in particular because of his thoughts going into the event. I'll get to that in a moment. For now, though, let us say hello to our old friend, Chelpy. You know, this is very exciting. I noticed that you've changed the camera angle. You're a little bit tighter these days. I thought you were giving us the crappy angle, and I saw you doing other interviews with the better angle, but this is the angle that I've been seeing. I like this upgrade. Now, Observant. Wait, I appreciate that of you. Yeah. I, I have feedback already. Go ahead. Now, it's, a, it's kind of a bummer that our audience is listening to this but they're not seeing it. That's why fight campaigns are the best whenever they do them on video where people could see us and we could do a split screen or have it in the corner. Mm -hmm. That would be the best. And here's what you've missed already. Chael just started speaking, but we had the the ability to see his hand motion. He was almost hastily getting ready to talk. And Ariel threw him off with talking about the camera angle and things like that. But I don't know if you noticed, but his hands were already motioning. Like he wants to get right to it. He wants to get to the meat and potatoes. He doesn't want to have, he doesn't want to have this It's like the illogical episode. What's that? It's like the illogical episode when I waited <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, two yeah. hours to get to it, and I was dying inside. It's all I wanted to talk about. That's exactly this. It's <laughs> you know what you want to. You're throwing me off with this small talk about cameras and views. <laughs> I want to get right to the point, and I'm loaded for bear. He's he Chael has an agenda. He has talking points in his head, and you could see his body language. It's it's not laid back and ready to talk to a friend. It's kind of aggressive, and we're ready to move fast. That's already set. That's already set. And and poor Ariel, no clue. 
important, right? And I appreciate the feedback. You never know if you get it right. You're always looking to improve. So thank you. I think you're the first one to actually notice. Oh, I noticed. Yes. Uh, I saw fast. one where you were like super close. That was a little too close for comfort. New studio, new set. What are we doing? New camera. This is like a very filmy look. What do we got here? Boring topic. Back oh, to he's, you're he's right. I didn't he's, even catch that the first time. He's like, he, time out. Let's he, go. Yeah, he's loaded. Enough he's, with this bullshit. Yeah. Like, let's just get to it. And he can't even get that was what all of of 30, 40 seconds, and that <laughs> was too tried, much. That was too much for him to even. Arrow's trying to compliment him, and he's like, "Enough with this bullshit. Let's get to it." And especially when he cuts him off like that, that says, "I." I'm agitated and I have points to make. So it's going to throw off my game if you just keep throwing compliments and being nice to me because then I don't want to dull my sword. I don't want to dull my sword by your niceness. I want to be sharp and cut quick. And if you keep doing this, that might make me change my momentum and what I'm going to say and ease up. And I don't want to. I want to get to it. Boring topic. Back to the news. What did you want to talk about the boxing event? Because that's what I want to get into. Is that the one that we're still talking about? Okay, so this is what I love so much about it. There were so many haters. There were so many detractors. There were so many critics. There were so many people poo-pooing this event. And as is often the case, you are a thought leader. You're ahead of the curve. You are one of the very few that not only celebrated the event... And, and thought Francis was going to shock the world. You were one of the few that put your reputation on the line and said this is an incredible stuff, incredible business, incredible theater, and he is actually going to do it. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, here's Chael back in July when the fight was announced, celebrating how great this was and putting his reputation on the line. You know something? Ariel was sort of locked and loaded too, ready for anything to occur because he has this clip ready but this to is- go. So he must have known that this was... This topic was going to come up, right? Well, I think this is very different. I think Ariel is doing this to completely tease Chael, like we do it, like we said. Sure, each other sure. I'm not when, saying he did it in a in an aggressive manner, no, but I'm he's so, ready to like. He's have re- fun. He has stuff. Yeah, he he's ready. Oh yeah, it's like hey, I you know I want to throw this in your face. It'll be fun. We're old friends. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. We do that to each other, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always in a fun nature, right? And I think Ariel, he's oblivious still. He's not picking up on any of the body language of Chael. He thinks Chael came to have fun too. Yeah. And Chael didn't come <laughs> yeah, to have fun. He's going to like do this fun, shove it in your face, and we're going to joke. Yeah. And now we're going to see how you respond. And Chael didn't come here for that. <laughs> Saying that France was announced celebrating how great this was and putting his reputation on the line, saying that Francis is going to shock the world in this mega event. Take a look at this. I will stand by this is the most lopsided sporting event, right? You're, you're taking, just so you guys understand, you're taking LeBron, Colby, rest his soul. You're taking the rest of the team. You're taking Phil Jackson. You're taking the great. You're taking the Lakers. They're great. And you're putting them against Manning and the Patriots, but you're doing it in football rules. That's exactly what you're doing here. That is ridiculous from a competitive standpoint. That is in, that is ridiculous. To the point that what I just laid out for you has never even been attempted. It's ridiculous. Well, that's what's happening here. When I pull it lopsided, that is exactly what's happening here. Okay, I have to apologize. I think I had the wrong clip there. Uh, that's you actually shitting on the event and, and the fight. <laughs> so maybe I got bad intel. 
Here you go. Here's the crow, Chael. Here's the crow. I wanted to feed it to you. I'm going to feed it to the camera right here, the crow, if you'd like to eat it. Here it is, Chael, eating the crow. Now I'm starting to really notice the body language that I didn't notice the from, first time from Chael. Like, he's not finding this amusing that he's teasing him. Yeah, yeah. Because usually when your friend does that, you know, uh, well, I'll give a good example. When you and I do the Twitter polls, uh -huh. and you have upped <laughs> me way more than I've upped you, and you come with an energy to rub it in my face, <laughs> and, and guilty make, as charged, and make sure all the slipsers are in on the joke except for me, <laughs> right? Because you have the numbers, and I don't. So you already know coming this, you're going to have a grand old time, because you know the numbers, you know everybody supported you, and they're shitting on me, yeah. and you're ready. We're going to have a laugh at Ian's expense. Yes, but it's fun, right? I laugh, you it's do. fun, we, we have a good time. Yeah. And that's the energy that I'm sure Ariel thought was coming back at him. Like, oh, yeah, oh, you got to bring this up. You got to show some old footage of me talking about the Lakers and the Patriots. Meanwhile, he, he said Peyton Manning, which I think he meant Tom Brady because Peyton Manning didn't pay for the Patriots. But we'll leave that alone. Look at you knowing your foosball. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is, Chael, eating the crow. From Saturday, here it is. Open big chail. Here it comes. <laughs> There's no smile. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. There he is. Come on, chail. We shocked the world. Well, please apologize. Ariel. Apologize. Ariel, there will be no apology. You, you must understand. <laughs> uh -oh. Let's tell the story the way that it happened. This was an incredibly big surprise. Like, this was an incredible performance by Francis. And if I was to put myself in his shoes or just other things that I've observed, while you talk about you've got thick, thick skin or ice running through your face, other people can't affect you. You're a human being. Sure that they could get in. I mean, there was nobody that believed that Francis could do well, but that wasn't a joke. I mean, that was Tyson Fury himself. That was John Fury himself. They weren't attempting to hype or build a fight. This was one of those situations where, and I do maintain, this was the biggest mismatch sporting event of my lifetime. But, Errol, that's what made this one of the great <laughs> sporting events of my lifetime. And as I hear people talk about it and, and come out the backside, there, there is always a confusion. There, there's a confusion sometimes where somebody's talking about the competition itself or they're talking about the spectacle and the night of business. And, and that is a split decision. I've never personally lived through a sporting event. I've heard about it. I heard the miracle on ice was like this, but I didn't live through it. Where the buzz and the excitement, the celebration, appreciation, the headlines are more bountiful about the event after the event, and I bring that to you because, and your viewers know this to be true, though they will deny it today, they were not on Friday night having a hard time sleeping with excitement. They did not wake up early high on life because they were thrilled for a sporting event. They were not invited between three different parties where people were having them over. They were not at the water cooler the night before and trading around tickets. It's a this, fair from point. a business standpoint, hmm. it's a fair point in general. That people weren't like mega excited for the fight. It was, again, it was just, it was a one off and it was all right. I mean, I know we weren't. I don't know if, you know, how everybody else felt. This, from a business standpoint and the pay per view numbers, it bombed. But it did what people thought that it would do. It wasn't expected to be a great event. It turned out to be wildly competitive and it was incredible. That's the accurate story. <laughs> and if you want to heap, praise on francis and wonderful contribute of course i do i was blown away i was blown away by it 
Uh, can you say now? Oh my God! Still with it? Did you see the fight yet? No. You still haven't watched it. I haven't. I you gotta... you have to at some point because oh, it I seems like it's a, it's going to be a reoccurring thing. Yeah, yeah. But just this like great performance and this great fight, it really wasn't. And now you really have to watch it to tell me if I'm crazy. I can't wait to watch it with a critical eye. Uh, can you say now, though, in retrospect, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, that the decision to leave the UFC, the decision to sign with PFL, who allowed him to fight in boxing, to go after the Tyson Fury fight, to have this fight where he had it, on the night that he had it, all these things over the past year that so many people, including yourself, criticized him heavily for, can you now admit that he was right and everyone else was wrong? No, no. But if he said he was, I would. If he came in and said, hey, Ariel... In this amount of time that I've set out, which was almost two years, I mean, it was three months shy of two years, so a year and nine months. In that amount of time, statistically speaking, I would have had four fights within the UFC. Shave one off, I would, you know, I would have had five fights. Let's call it four with my new participation since I was champion. If I was to look at the number in terms of dollars, that would have been larger than what I got against Fury. It's one of those things. But if he came out and said, I don't care about the money. It was about competition. It was about proving something and living a dream. Then I would fully listen to him. He did say I would that. Always respect somebody. He did say that. It was about the I respect. I haven't heard him say it. it. He, that's true. Ariel's Ariel's telling the truth. Ingonu did say that at one point that he, al- he that he always wanted to box. It was like a dream of his okay. to box. Okay. Good. And then be trained by Mike Tyson. Oh my goodness. This is. I mean, like, this is all of our dream. This is yeah. So he had everything. <laughs> this is every boy's wanted, dream. You know what I mean? Him yeah. and Junior Dos Santos. Like, I, can I get trained by Mike Tyson and be around Mike? T- yeah. So. Let's all tell the truth. We would all love to walk out to an event with Mike Tyson. Just to walk out. He doesn't uh, even have to train us. We just no, want to walk yeah. out with him. If he about? came out and said that that it was about competition, which so so rare times it is in our sport, sadly, I would I would love that. I will always put a competitor first. But but I, I'm only pushing back on you for one reason, Errol, and it's not to, to put a mirror in front of myself or my resistance to do so. The way that you're speaking is putting out a tone that if other fighters here, Uh-oh. I can do this to get to that. Look, this was a real rare Uh-oh. thing. First off, it was not a great night of business. And second off, you had an entity, not a promoter, not a district, nothing unique with our sport. You had an entity mm-hmm. who going into it was willing to lose. So it's it's a unique spot where... These are those oil dudes you and I talk about all the time that money, don't care. They, yeah, it's, it's like a birthday party to them. Yeah. I want to have a birthday party. I I'm what do I want Taylor for my Swift. birthday party? Yeah, what do I want for my birthday party? I want Tyson Fury to fight Francis Ngannou. I got the money to do it, and I don't care if I show a profit. This is what I want. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's a hundred percent correct with that. So it's it's a unique spot where did, did everything get played out, and he he pulled something off. I would not say anything negative about Francis or what he did. I'm part of the celebration party. But your message that this was a financial win, they're going to do it again. Just look, come on, man, oh, you're, you're that, not right. Uh, no, well, financial win for who? For Francis, yes. Let's say he made in the 10 to 20 million range, right, as has been reported. His last fight was 600K. No, no, no. Well, hold, hold say, on, hold on. Let's he, say, hold on. Go on time out. Go no, on. you just lied. You just lied. This I, is really when it started to go downhill. Yes. This, this is the exact point now where things went sideways. They started to go sideways, and then towards the very end is when they really they went off the reservation. Yeah, this is the energy was already intense to some degree to this point. But it was almost like this is the crack of the wall that I wanted you to open so I could come in. So this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> 
okay. no, well, hold, let's hold say, on. Hold let, on. Let's he, say. Hold on. Time out. No, ahead. you just lied. You well, just lied. I you just not. lied. I There's not. nobody. Dude, Chael got a lot of Trump going on oh. anymore. Bro, He doesn't he look like Trump with his hands? No. Wait. Hold on. It hold looked, on. It looked like an impersonation. Right. I'm telling you. It's it, this. Like, the way he does his fingers like this, it's so Trump. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> right? It's a very impersonation look. Yeah. Let's he, say. Hold on. Time out. No, ahead. you just lied. You well, just lied. I you just not. lied. I did There's not. No <laughs> That's you lied. Stop. Stop. There's nobody that is. Re you just pulled me up on screen, which I was the internet. Pull that up. There's nobody, including a terrible dirt sheet that has said 10 to 20 million. Yeah. Not to mention. Did you see him do it again? Would they did you see him do it again? That was all Trump. It's so. <laughs> That's the quintessential Trump right there, bro. <laughs> I like what you're doing. <laughs> Look at you go. You're doing good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's a vast prediction. That's 10 to 20 million is a hundred percent gap. That is 100 one million to one is. five is what a professional would do. And Errol, in all fairness, he got $10 million. He's always said $10 million. No one's predicted 20 million. Ten the pay per view bomb. Don't come out of first, first 10 of all, million is a first, beautiful number. First of Tell all, the truth. First of all, uh, how do you know the pay per view bombed? A. Yeah, Who's I reporting that. that? I want to know that too. How do you know? Ariel. What do you what do you mean? How do I know? And exactly. What do you mean? Say it. Why won't he say it? If you know, then say it. Why you what's giving you pause? Yeah, I mean if you if say you it. want other people to be accountable for information. You have to as well. Makes right. sense. Ariel, what do you what do you mean? How do I know? And exactly. What do you mean? How, how, what do you mean how do I know about the ten to twenty million? I'll play that same game too. You think I'm pulling shit out of my no, head? No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's not a matter of that. It is it's a matter, matter of that. Yes, it is. You said, no, you said, no, it's not. Your words are what I'm challenging. You're the one that lied. And I said to you, and I, you're, I'm quoting you. You said it's been reported. Yeah. You could bring show. up dog crap. You could bring up dog crap off the internet. I'll accept it. Pull it up. It's not been reported. On this you show. made that up or you misspoke. On this you show. You said those 10 words. 10 to 20 million on this show. Now I'm asking you. Oh. Now, now, what? Am I not a source? Can I not you be a said source? It's been reported the, on this you show. It's been reported on by the, who? Me, the greatest of all. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ariel. Even when he's trying to get tough, you know, he squeaks and shit. <laughs> that I doesn't mean, come off good. And like when you're trying to act like a hard ass. <laughs> I mean, it is funny that your reporting <laughs> came from you. I know, because it's just you saying it. I know. I know. Like cite your source. What's well, me? All right, who could back or verify you? Yeah, it nobody. would be different if he's if if it you know yes, it comes from his show, but it was sourced from somewhere else. Yes, or you're the one that is straight up connected to the data. You know what I mean? Right. If you're the one connected to the data, like pay per view buys or something, literally comes through you, then you could be the reporter on it because you are a first hand primary source of the information right so if i i said what's this and you said well you know what did it come out to be and i said three dollars and ten cents like how do you know well because i have the receipts here and i added them up with the calculator on my phone and it was like 98 cents a dollar 50 82 cents and that's you're jake paul was. he promotes his own shows when he says what the pay-per-view even though i don't believe him but when he says what the pay-per-view did he has the receipts because he's the one who's... Yeah, so if you're doing that or Mayweather, how he's done it, yes. then you can report because you are the primary resource of the data. Right. 
On this you show. Been <laughs> Me. The you. greatest of all time. Oh. What are you talking about? I got 10 13. to 20 million. Yes. You're like one of those. And look, Ariel's still trying to keep it cordial. Ariel still doesn't understand the extent of like how serious he is. Because yeah, he throws in the loud. joke. He's like, me, the greatest of all time. You know, he's yes. still joking. Yeah, he's he is not. He's totally missing the body language and everything. He's not grasping the severity of the situation. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say yes. that. He doesn't know that there will be names called. <laughs> yeah. And physical threats later to be continued. What are you talking about? I got 10 13. to 20 million. Yes. You're like one of those weirdos that tell us dinosaurs lived between 10 million and 100 million years ago. <laughs> Weirdo. You can't give yourself a gap of 100%. Well, it let depends me play on the, the pay-per-view. It depends the, on the pay-per-view. Let me play the same game and let me call myself breaking news. Let me play the same game. Francis made between no money and infinite money. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Oh, Chael, you should be I'm reporter say, of the year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, have, I have 13 trophies that That's say I'm funny. the best reporter in this game. And so let me ask you, the reason why it's 10 to 20. Between 10 and reason, 20 million. Because of the pay-per-view cut. The pay-per-view cut. And that's why I'm asking oh, you about the pay-per-view numbers that you say they bomb. If they did bomb, then it's oh. 11. If they didn't bomb, oh, maybe it's 15. So then tell me, I gave you my source. Me. Now you tell. Okay, so then Ariel has a point. Ariel's like trying to estimate based on what the pay per view cut's going to be. Yeah, and how and what you know. He's saying it could be it it could be as high as twenty and as low as ten. I don't think Ariel's wrong for what he's saying. He just gave a an outlandish range. But 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 it sounds like he's giving you the top. You have to give a range because if pay per view buys are in addition to the allotted contract. Then there is a range. Is it like Chael said? Is it a hundred percent range? Probably not. So the real question is, what number would both people have been happy with? If if Ariel would have said a ten to fifteen million dollars, would then Chael have been okay with that range? Well, Chael saying it bombed, and Ariel follows up with, "If you're saying it bombed, then it did eleven, but you're not stating your source." Yeah. So we're a stalemate. So then tell me, I gave you my source. Me. Now you tell me your source. No, I called you out and you got caught lying. I didn't get caught. Who's your source on the pay per view? You got caught lying. Who's your source on the pay per view? Secondly, secondly, Mr. Liar, for that to be a massive win, you know he got 10 million in the show, and you know that full well. So you're discussing he could have got another 10 million in bonus points. I'm on Francis' side. I don't like how you're painting this picture. I'm attacking you saying things that aren't true. You're saying that there's a t- up to a $10 million bonus. Pay-per-view points. What don't you understand I, about Ariel, pay-per-view points? Ariel, Jesus Christ. Ariel, I don't understand either what Chael's not understanding about what Ariel said. He's right. Ariel's right. He's saying with the pay-per-view points, he could have made an extra $10 million. And Chael won't answer the question about stating the source. It's super suspect. It's, it's getting interesting. It is. Well, it's already interesting, but it's getting more interesting. Jesus Christ! Ariel, I'll I'll make a point here as somebody in this space that's made money in the space. So uh, allow me allow me to at least tell you this before you make things up. You're telling your audience that there was a potential ten anywhere in between potential ten million pay per view points. The size of that pay per view era would be record setting. And let me just tell you something: history matters. There's not a pay per view whether it was wrestling, whether it was motocross, whether it was a concert, whether it was fighting. There's not a pay per view in history that is broken into the top ten, which this would have to do. That comes on at two o'clock in the afternoon. In all fairness, 
I work for the company that put this out. I plan to watch the fight. I thought it was coming on at 7 p.m. like a regular time. I was in a text message with Kevin Ioli on unrelated matters when he told me I got to go. The fight's coming on. No. So, so is, don't, don't pretend. In a million, so Chael's making somewhat of a point that it's not going to be near that 20 mil mark. Mm-hmm. So we don't know the range. Chael just pointing out that your 20 million, that 10 million, that 100% in addition pay-per-view is ludicrous. It would have had to do McGregor Mayweather numbers is what he, he would have to break records. Yeah. And, and he's right in saying it's in the middle of the afternoon. It's not breaking those records. And he's, he's right. It's, it, it wasn't a major, major thing. And for the exact reason, when you're showing it at two in the afternoon, people forget. Even people that watch fights routinely, mm-hmm. you, you get in the habit of evenings. You know what I mean? That's true. Same thing with even football games. Sometimes, all right, football, pros, you NFL. You don't have to, but you don't have to order it at two o'clock, two thirty. You can do like I do, this is, and I still order it at ten. I order it sometimes the next day. This on is Sunday. true. I don't know how many of you are in the world to make up that money difference. Probably not that much. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you wait that long and you don't see it live, then you're probably trying to get it secondhand somewhere else. A lot of people. Not you. And I've ordered it a day late also because, you know, I, the clarity, the detail, you know, the authenticity of it sometimes matters when you watch these things. It matters to some people, not to a lot. I mean, you and I are a pretty good barometer for how exciting an event is going to be. When you and I pass on a pay-per-view, I feel like we're a good barometer for what the rest of the world is going to do. I do. I feel that way. I, I get it. You know what? I think I agree with because you. Because we love combat sports more than most. So if we're not even into it, if we're not even willing to, especially mm-hmm. UFC, when you and I aren't willing to buy a UFC card, you know that card is shitty. Yeah. You know it's shitty because you and I always buy the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're a good barometer, and, and I'm not disagreeing w- with Chael. I don't think it did well either. I'm just really trying to look at both sides and see what everyone's saying, and yeah, there's a little bit of truth here. And and here's that. the other piece. Is, is Chael not saying the source because... He doesn't want to blow it up. He's talking out of the side of his mouth, or what you just said, he doesn't... Want to give it up. Because look, look at all the... People, places, and organizations Chael's work through already. Dude, he's connected with so many different organizations, and I don't even understand how he does that because they're all competitors. I don't know how they all like him. Well, Because if I was one of the competitors, I'd be like, no, I'm not letting you in our organization. I'm not letting you work with us when you work with the enemy. Yeah, so he must be signing, and again, this is a little off the side. I wonder if he just signs individual event contracts. So he could do what he wants whenever he wants. Like, hey, I'll do this fight or I'll do two with yeah, you. Probably. And then, you know, I'm a I'm a freelancer. I'll go here. Cause he is. He's well spoken. He's educated. He's fun. You know what I mean? He's very well spoken. He, he's good to have in any aspect. If you could get Shale to come to you know, kiss babies and take pictures, you're gonna take him. <laughs> if you want him to talk trash on somebody, you're gonna pick Shale. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody that's gonna be PC and walk the middle of the road, he could do that. So he he could wear many hats 
and do it at a pretty high level, which mm-hmm. is nice. That's why I think he could do this freelance and everybody's going to pick him up because he adds value in multiple directions, which is neat. And I do think he realizes for his own future. And you know what? He, he's a politician in his heart and soul, you know, first and foremost. And I think he knows if I go blowing up somebody's spot, then this is going to get around. And it's no going to burn a bridge. It's going to burn all the bridges. Yeah. Because I go, I deal with everybody. I cross everybody's bridges to hang out with them. And if I burn one bridge, everybody also realize, oh, he, he's damaged goods. Then maybe he could just say, I'm not going to give up my source. Maybe that would be better than not saying anything at all. Not saying anything at all gives off the assumption that he doesn't really have a source and he's lying. But if he were to say, I'm not going to give you my source, I'm not going to burn that bridge, then it makes people at least understand (laughs) why he's not saying it. I feel like that would be better. That is a good phrase that might have served him well. And I think he's he's really counting on people that know him. Because he's... he's, He's resting on his own credibility and laurels when he says, I'm in this space and I know things, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying he's lying or not. And he's he's been a fairly credible person throughout his career in, in a lot of aspects. And I think he's maybe he's overvaluating his professionalism to the rest of the world. When he told me I got to go, the fight's coming on. No, I mean, so don't, don't, don't pretend in a million years, no, why pre- would a fight in Saudi Arabia happen at 7 p.m. Pacific time? What are you talking about? Hey, you know where Abu Dhabi is? Yes, I'm aware of where Abu Dhabi is. <laughs> That's yes. Did you watch Volkanovsky versus Islam a week before? Yes, also happened in the middle of the day. Well, nobody knows. See, that's the problem. Is- that that was a bad look right there that he didn't know what time that car was on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he I'm sure he wished he could walk that phrase back. Yes, yes. Yes, also happened in the middle of the day. Well, nobody knows. See, that's the problem. If you buys and you're sticking up for the UFC, so you can't admit that you made an error in your chess move. You you put the wrong you put the wrong knight in the wrong spot. If this was like a round, like if we were judging this by rounds, that was like the best shot of the round so far. You know that really? he didn't know that. Yeah. It happened like at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. What are you talking about? You're, you're talking. I'm very of- happy for that financial win, but it, it's important that you understand. Skip it over that one. The biggest yep, lie yep. that I Quick. lived through, right? I, I, I hear the term fake news in 2016. I didn't believe that that was true. I mm. thought that was just something you say. I lived through Mayweather McGregor, where I stood on the floor of the arena and was instructed to tell the world it was sold out, and I could look, <laughs> and there was thousands yes, I of saw that too. Well, but I bring it to you because those two wanted to rematch. Nobody wanted the rematch. And so it's one of these situations where when you talk about if you're coming from a competitive standpoint, I will jump in and celebrate. It was incredible, Ariel. I would love to have been in those shoes and to have that kind of a celebratory moment. If you're talking about from a business standpoint, for you to come out and pretend that just in bonus money, a guy got handed to, I mean, come on, Ariel. It's so you funny how you're spinning this because you even if it is 10 million, even if the pay-per-view truly did bomb and it is 10 million, that's still what? 15x what he made in his last UFC fight and then here's the best part people like you are saying ah but it's not as much as what he would have made in the three fights prior of course ignoring the fact that he tore his ACL and couldn't fight fine what do you think he's going to make in his next fight Chael you think he'll make 10 to 20 million for the next one or will it maybe be 30 to 40 million for his next one what do you think he's going to make like how can you continue I saw you talk to MMA Junkie on Monday you said he still fumbled the bag is that true 
you could you that was a, that was a misquote. It's very hard. It's a misquote. It's very right? hard, Errol. I don't think that you are this dumb. I think you're making TV. No, but it no. gets my sweat going. No, you're gonna let me talk when you come out and say stupid and reckless things, and you have people that are relying on you. You're going to let me talk. So now, you came out and you want to make believe the ten minutes. My problem with you saying that he made we've, yeah. crossed, we've crossed over to disrespectful now. So this, if I was like, I could never say something like that to you. I would never be able to like. It's hard for me, Ian, to think that you're this stupid. Like that's so. Well, that because there was a line that just got crossed. Right, yeah. we went. We could disagree, and we could, we could disagree with passion and energy and chutzpah. What's <laughs> fun? <laughs> but now he went to like some of the disrespectful. Yeah. We're, we're adding. We're we're jumping into the realm of name calling. So if I was Ariel, now I might start to pick up on. Hmm. Okay. This is this isn't two friendly people having a debate or talking or you know even our uh, space debate. The moon landing. Oh Jesus God! We, <laughs> we 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 got in a disagreement, and it's funny how some people. And thought, I was the aerial. I feel like, uh, and uh, I feel oh, like I was point. the aerial the whole time, like not picking up on certain cues. Like I thought we were having like fun. I thought we were too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, <laughs> didn't, have didn't any, come off that. Yeah, yeah. Other people didn't. Somebody didn't, say I was mad. Yeah, people thought you. That I was like, like which, yeah, that you like were. I upset. was upset. Yeah. Which which is interesting because I I thought we were having fun too I wasn't mad that's it yeah so but it's interesting this one I wonder if Ariel let's see if he picks up yeah on it just it just we just went over a little line let's see <laughs> you came out and you want to make believe the ten minutes my problem with you saying that he made more in this than he made in all of his UFC fights my problem is that you used the word made if you were to be honest and you were to say he got I'm with you. When it's a loss, right, when it's charity or somebody gives it away, it's very difficult to say that you made it. I share that with you because you're asking me about his next fight. Why would you have that conversation? You know full well he has a contract. So as far as what he's going to make in his next fight, he already has a contract. This isn't the discussion, but it's people like you that act like it should be. It's already done. That's what we did. Remember that day we gave you a two million signing bonus? Remember that day we gave you an opportunity to go over and do the Fury fight? It's because we wanted something back. We have a con- there's no discussion Who's on we? what the next Who's fight we? is. Errol, do you do you want to know why, from a pay-per-view standpoint, Fury versus Engano didn't work? Turned out to be this incredible sporting event. You and I have more of a passion. I mean, look at us arguing, we're friends. But that's because it was so great. How rare, right? But do you want to know if we were to back up? why it didn't do well on pay-per-view because that should be what you're really asking that would be the exciting thing would you like me to answer it errol sure i can't tell if this is just a fiction show i'll play along no. then in 20 million no, 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 but i have a follow-up about what you just said before but fine for now yes why <laughs> it's, it's super important to understand this promoters miss this all the time there's five guys in the world that know how to make money in fighting but it's important that you get that because there's a major lesson here that somebody could look at and observe the reason this didn't you have the ufc heavyweight champion who never lost his belt at least not competitively Versus the, the biggest star in all of boxing. Any weight class, any way you want to do it. Nobody moves the needle like, why did that not work? The answer is significance. That's the answer. But it's important that you get this. There wasn't a significance. Win or lose, France, there's no rematch. Every time you have somebody, a Mayweather, a De La Hoya, Mike Tyson, the announcers will always, they'll 
let that part of the contract out. Should he lose, there's an automatic rematch clause. That was the problem with Francis. It's why promoters won't do a one-off. It's why a promoter didn't do this. It was done by an entity. But it's important that you understand that. Francis, win or lose, goes back to MMA. Win or lose, Tyson Fury fights that fat, bald guy in the front row on December 23rd. So there wasn't a significance. <laughs> it's important that you get that. Because when you talk about his next fight, that won't be signed by a Bob Arum or an Eddie Hearn. Because they can't. Those guys sign a minimum of three fight deals. Because if you win... I need to know I've got you down the road. If you lose, I can't guarantee you a fortune. You're 0-1-1 right now with a lot of buzz. If you become 0-2, there's no buzz. We got three fights. We got Joshua. We got Fury. We got Wilder. If I don't have you both locked up, I'm not going to do the match. That's the thing that you miss. That's where free agency is a problem. Deontay and Francis could be made right now. That would be a massive event. But when you're selling the story of the event, you're doing it just because. You're doing it just to see you're doing it just so we know he's you're not doing it in something that will lead to something he, else he is he's he has, phenomenal he, i love the way he talk. like he's he's so charismatic and he's such a good talker and he has good points right now and promoters oh yeah, yeah i mean he's they need to finish the story yeah and that story you lock them in a contract you could finish your story which you know the story will make money yeah i mean so it's sort of beside the point. point and we'll get to all that yeah. like the very end when we recap it a lot of what he's saying is beside the point mm -hmm. and off topic but let's let's continue first you're not doing it in something that will lead to something else because you don't have them on a multi-fight contract that's the part of the business everybody including yourself misses time and time again these deals aren't one-offs there are three offs, and you're not going to get a guy to sign a contract for the next fight and the next one promising you if there's not an escalation. You can't promise too big of an escalation because you don't know if he's going to win the previous one. It gets complicated, and you don't understand that. And here's the part that you don't understand. You keep talking <laughs> about the entity. It's right in your face, and you're blowing right by it. You're applying 2010 rules, 2000 rules to 2023. These are new rules. These are Saudi Arabia rules. They don't play by the same rules that you're used to. They don't play by the same rules as Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum. True. They can do whatever the right. fuck they want. They just paid, and to your point, probably lost a lot of money, right, to bring in all these guys to put on this event. It was the Super Bowl on steroids, and they'll do it again. True. And they'll do it again, and they're doing it this weekend with WWE, and they'll do it with Fury Usyk, and they'll do it with the next Francis Ngannou fight. And so you're applying these old rules, three fights... I think you were referring to PFL when you said they. Mm -hmm. The chairman and founder of the PFL, Don Davis, was on this show on Monday. You need to start watching this show more. He said, and I quote, we get him either in March or December. His next fight doesn't have to be in PFL. His next fight could be back in Riyadh against Deontay Wilder or in Africa against Joshua. What are you talking about? He is going to make 20 to 30 to 40 million in his next fight. He made 10 to 20 in this in, in this last one, and one day he'll prove me right. So what are you saying? Just those two numbers together are more than what he would have made with the UFC. And oh, by the way, if he was booked to fight John Jones in Madison Square Garden, if he would have taken that fight, the fight wouldn't even be happening. They would have done the same thing that they did to Stipe. Hey, we're not going to put you in an interim fight. We don't want to, we don't want... Well, well, hold on a second, because that fight would have... You never know. That fight could have happened a couple months sooner. Who's to the say that is a very unknown variable? Yeah, this isn't back to the future. You know what I mean? Like things change. Like if if Ngani yeah. was there, maybe they wouldn't have fought that exact month. Maybe John wouldn't have got injured during camp. So you you can't use that argument. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's tough.
We don't want to insult you with our bullshit interim titles. So we're going to book Aspinall Pavlovich on two weeks notice because John Jones is out for a year. So how could you now say, knowing how this whole story played out, that this guy made a mistake, that he fumbled the bag, that free agency doesn't work? Now, does it I work mean, for everyone? No, it doesn't. I said it. it it's, I'll, I'll sort of say this. It's a bad point and a good point at the same time. Bad because we can't predict it, but good to his point of, Chael can't count on that either. Chael can't use that to his point because fights, you know, him saying, well, if he does four fights and this, he would make more. An injury could happen. Well, like that's, it did that's how we started. So, we say yeah, you so never know good, what the future holds. Like Chael's yeah. banking on him having four, five, six, this big, long contract. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's a good point and a bad point rolled into one, depending on what your argument is. Mm-hmm guy made a mistake that he fumbled the bag that free agency doesn't work now does it work for everyone no it doesn't i said at the beginning of my show it does not work for everyone if you're if you're a guy in the ufc look if you're sean strickland stay in the ufc but to to say with saudi arabia money involved and them having an offer on the table right now for him to fight in march come on you're applying old rules to the new game chael it's right there the entity that you're speaking of is right there in front of you they don't play by the same rules as everyone else that's that's an important Part of his argument is that you could say, well, PFL wants something. They they already gave you a signing bonus and they have a contract and you're under them, which is all exactly true. So as far as Ngannou's concern, he is a prisoner of his pen because he signed a contract. But the variable that Ariel is bringing up that supersedes that is, yes, Nganu can't really do exactly what he wants because he's under contract with the PFL. But the PFL could decide to change the playbook and rewrite a new contract because PFL is still you know, a smaller stable as far as the fight world goes. And if Saudi Arabia money, let's just call it crazy mad money, they could just go to the PFL and buy his contract. And just say, hey, PFL, look, you know what? You guys are talking about like millions to this, and then you'll get millions in return. So if you pay Nganu like $8 million for an MMA fight or a season in a tournament style, and then you're going to make like 29 projected million off of this season that he'll be in under contract, which is a decent amount of money. How about... You know what? How about we just come in and we got like seven billion? Would that be <laughs> enough to like have you change a contract and let him do like another boxing match in the middle of the day on a Tuesday? And we don't we even do know. We don't even know what Ngannou's contract is with that. We don't know if Ngannou in his contract stipulated that he can go and fight in boxing anytime he wants to. We we don't know this. We don't know. But we do know that. The Middle East mad crazy money, they could go to the PFL and 100%. then hundred percent. Who's not, who's going to turn that down? Yes, it, the only reason you would turn that down is for pride. Yes, right. And PFL and money buys money trumps pride most times. You're right. PFL is looking to make money. money. It's a business. That's right. It's making money. And then if they could go down, not only make money, but then ten years down the road, say, oh yeah, we helped put on one of the biggest boxing matches or whatever you want to switch it to kickboxing or 
tie fighting, whatever direction they want to go, or fight with, you know, pillows duct taped to your hands and ducks duct taped to your shins. Whatever direction they could say, we did that because we got paid and we put this on. So now we made history and we helped put it on, even though they sort of put it on. But our name's sort of connected because we had the initial contract over in Ganu and we changed the hell out of that shit because Ganu was happy with making more money mm-hmm. and then we were happy with making more money. So that's a good point by Ariel that that money could do whatever it wants. Money talks. Yeah. That's it, period. Money talks. They don't play by the same rules as everyone else. There's not a word of what you just said with the tone and narrative that you wanted to be interpreted that was correct. <laughs> your message since I've got on here today, Ariel, your message has been that this is good business, which would yes. seep into somebody else's mind. If some other fighter attempted to do this, they need to know... I'm on deal. Ariel already told him. He told him, I think, it's twice already. He said that this else. isn't for everybody. I'm yeah. not telling every fighter in the UFC to be a free agent. This will not work for Sean Stricken. This won't work for this guy. But for Francis Ngannou, in particular, in his situation, it worked. This free agency move was the right move. It made more money. And that's what Ngannou wants, more money. Now, everything you just said, let's try to dive right inside the brain of Chael. Now, is he trying to push this message because he, you know, there, there's somebody in his ear saying, hey, you need to go and make sure other fighters don't get this idea 100%. That's like, 100% I, why I, he's so... Yeah, it's like, I need you to go, you know what? You're the, uh, what do they call the... You're the fixer. I need you to go and fix this. We don't want to give anybody else the idea. We were talking about before the show. We don't want a Sean O'Malley, who's a very charismatic money maker now and has the belt we don't want him to get the idea of when my contract's up i could go do this which to be honest he could and some of the other people volkanovsky he could so we want to we want to nip this in the bud this, nip it in the bud because if these other players start to get this idea some can make it work and we don't want that because then we'll lose our stable of top people 100 like ariel said would it work for Strickland? Most likely not. But the big personalities and, and UFC Ingon- It worked for Ngannou because he's the hardest hitter. That's why it works for him. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for every UFC uh, fighter, but it's just so crazy and to me. And that- to kill that idea as much as he can. But he doesn't need to kill the idea because Ariel killed it himself. This you understand is, what I'm saying? I'm, oh, I'm with you. Homie. Yeah, like I don't understand what he's he his ears are closed to that. Ariel already said it, so why are you not hearing that? If some other fighter attempted to do this, they need to know the dangers of being a lone wolf, and that is my message. Like he's acting like he's looking out for the fighters, where in reality he's looking out for the UFC most likely. It, it seems that right when we're reading between the lines. That's what we see. I'm not painted against Francis or what he did. I'm painted against the narrative. The same, it's very tough. You're talking about Saudi Arabia and it's this one off, and then you mentioned they're going to do the WWE and they're going to do Usyk. I mean, it's it's one of these things. I thought we were talking about Francis. I thought they were, they were going to book him and have him 
do March. something. Yeah. And either way, yes, if they wanted to do it, and they wanted to put the money on. But if we're discussing things that lose, that would be like you becoming a financial advisor and then saying, just go play the lottery. Look at this guy. He won. I can't believe you're staying in college and reading these books. I can't believe you're investing into a 401k. Why do you even know what a Roth is? You go play the lottery. That's your message. I'm trying to speak a little bit clearer. And I'm Which not? It's, it's no, it's and, not. And, and it doesn't work like that. You analyze the situation. Every fighter has to be analyzed individually, their current situation on if it would work for them to be a free agent. So what Chael's saying, it doesn't make sense that it would be like telling people go play the lottery. No. Yeah, it's Ariel's whole message so far seems to be very driven that hey. Francis made a good choice in his life, and he's got paid, and he's doing well, and it's working. And yes, that's it. Very that's straightforward it. message. Fair, Point it. blank. Period. Francis Ngannou made out. This was the right Boom. decision. Bada it bang. worked out. This gamble worked out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. That's your message. I'm trying to speak a little bit clearer, and I'm trying to let people know in terms of the norms, which were created before you and I. We didn't change them. Created before you and I. One thing that the audience doesn't understand. Promoters sign you to a minimum of three fights. And if your title fight is on the third fight, it's not happening unless you do an extension. But there's a relevance, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason the WBC sanctioned that fight but wouldn't put up Fury's belt. They couldn't put it around Francis, who they didn't have under contract. It's a very standard of the industry. And to look at that fight, which is one of the great sporting events I've ever had the privilege of seeing, more hype after than any sport I've ever seen, Errol. That's a big deal. And to know that it lost money the day of, you got to look at that and try to figure out why. If you're trying to learn about the sport, doesn't matter. Which that's, sport are we talking about? Because I know more about boxing you. than you do. Because Devin Haney was a champion with top rank and left to go to Matchroom just now, and he's fighting on December 9th against Regis Progress. So you're trying to explain to me about a sport that I actually know more than you. MMA, you can try to like bully me into this type of thing, but I actually know more than you. In this world, Chael. I really do. <laughs> That's how I feel with you sometimes with this MMA thing you can bully. Whenever I, <laughs> when I say I'm afraid sometimes when I have a different view than you, and I'm like, I don't know. Ian knows a lot about MMA. Bully me in this situation. <laughs> Tell you, but I actually know more than you in this world, Chael. I really do. And I'll tell you once again that we are not saying on this program that every fighter should play by these rules. But we have the benefit of hindsight. We know how the Francis story played out. True. You were one of the guys who was saying this was a mistake. You turned the gun on the promotion. You screwed up, right? You've said that. But now we know how it played out. He rolled the dice and he won. Should Sean O'Malley do it? Probably not. Should Sean Strickland do it? Probably not. But this one lone wolf did it and won. So why can't we say that it worked out for him? I'm not talking about did it work out for top rank or South... Right. Francis Ngannou is a winner. Financial winner. Right. Chael's talking about if it's a smart business move from the organization standpoint, yeah. the promoter standpoint. Ariel's strictly talking about Francis. That's it. That's all he's saying. This was a smart move for Francis. It worked out for Francis. Chael's trying to talk about, oh, there's the first, second, third title. It, like, it seems cares? like the conversation... It's splintering. He, yeah, it, it's splitting, and they're both going different directions yes. now. They're not... It's, it's getting to the point where, all right... You know, you're you're talking about the potato chips and, you know, how crispy they are and the fact that they have these ridges and they're fantastic. And, I, you know, we were talking when you put those chips in the dip, yeah. like it's a good combo. But then you're talking about that. And now I'm talking about the dip and the, the scallions that are in the dip come from southern Italy. And it's important that that chip, 
you know that knows, ruffle that ruffle knows where this dip the ingredients are made from and yeah. you're like what what do i care about <laughs> where the scallions for the dip go man like i'm just telling you this is a good chip right and it goes with dip yeah and now I and that's because he's it. losing the conversation i think he's losing the argument and i think he's starting to get a little embarrassed and he's looking for different routes and different avenues i think that's what's happening Francis Ngannou's a winner, financial winner. Your words, financial winner. He financially won in a massive way, and he's about to win even more. Now, that's that's my point. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Can you not concede that he financially won in this arrangement? Now that we saw the whole story play out, the whole arc. For those who, who uh-huh. can't see, it's so funny. Yeah, you want to describe what he just did because it's hilarious. JL started making some hand gestures. That you can't see, but I will transcribe them for you. Actually, I will transcribe the interpretation of said gestures, mm. which is, whoa, whoa, please stop, little boy. You're just a child. <laughs> Shut up. And you don't understand any part of the conversation that we've had shush. for the last 22 minutes. Yeah, and a shush was definitely yeah, in that. Yeah, shush, little boy. Yeah. Uh, let the adults talk. Yeah. That's, that's what he gave. Fantastic. Play out the whole arc. Not only are you shifting, why? Not only are you shifting to try to fit the narrative, Ariel. Had it been your point, which it absolutely was not, had it been your point, you would have had this victory party two months ago when it got announced. You would have had this victory party when it got signed. I did that. You and I would have been making the show the day that he had it. What we're talking about in the celebration of Francis, who is owed his due, we're talking about a celebration about the competitiveness. We're trying to figure out how we shock the world. We're trying to figure out what training it is. We're trying to figure out the, the, the problems with boxing. You know, I got to give Fury credit. There is nothing worse from a spirit of sportsmanship. It's very good for business, right? It, it, when you're in the fight business, never stop talking, never stop making excuses, ever. But from a sportsmanship, that's, you. that's very yeah, turned off. That's, that, great he, that, that's chill right now. That's what he's doing. Never stop talking, never stop making excuses. A hundred percent. And he knows that that's a winning formula. And he lives and dies by that sword, which it's it's he's correct. Mm-hmm. And it's served him well. Oh, in yeah, the past. Yeah, yeah. He's gotten championship fights that he certainly did not deserve <laughs> because of his mouth only. But from a sportsmanship, that's very turned off. It was great by Fury. I was hoping that Fury in the moment would have called it out for what it was. Fury very clearly and his father very clearly did not know if they won. And if they had to bet, they were thinking it went the other way. I had hoped that Fury would have actually said that in the microphone and given Francis his due. Let's set that aside. First off, Fury had his bell rung. He'd been down on the canvas. He just got exhausted, worked his ass off. It was super close. And he's now got to go into business with Usyk. So I can give Fury a little bit of wiggle room here. But I do think that it matters when you go over to Francis. He didn't call for the rematch. He didn't call for the rematch with Fury. Even KSI a week earlier knew to call for the rematch. And he lets Usyk into the ring, and Usyk disrespects him. Usyk comes in, and he tries to say that Fury was coasting. That's the part that has always bothered me about sports from a negative standpoint that I uh, appreciate that Fury didn't do. People have tried to say he was hurt. Fury has stopped them and said, no, I wasn't. They tried to say you didn't prepare. He said, stop. I prepared longer for this fight than ever. That's the hardest opponent I've had in 10 years. I appreciate those things from Tyson. But then I think that we should be looking into and trying to figure out what did make it so hard. 
Why have we always believed you got to be a second generation boxer to and make it to the highest levels? Why do we believe to make it? It's funny because he mentioned Usyk came in and said he was coasting. Well, yeah, if you're Usyk, you're the next fight. You yeah. have to build it up. Yeah. And you you saw that maybe it was a tie. Maybe you edged out. Maybe you lost in Ganu. And if I'm fighting you next, I have to discredit how close this was, and the fact that an MMA person just came in and fought the best heavyweight that is on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. So, business-wise, I got to get people to want to pay to see my fight with him, and if I win, I need all the credit that would have got me if this fight did not just happen. It's damage control time, and yes. Usyk was smart enough to go right in there and add those words, which is brilliant business on, I watched this, oh, crap, my fight might not happen, and if it does happen, how many millions of dollars did I just lose? Because now this guy's lost his edge. He's on a downhill. He's not the guy he once was. He's not the mega unbeatable, undefeated, grand pooba, you know, Tyson Fury thing. Yep. Good on him. And again, so what Ru- you do? Ruffles versus the Scallions and the French dip going on. Still, it's still, still. going on. A lot of what... Like I, I'm, I'm actually as a producer, I'm trying to figure out right now if even what he's saying is even worth leaving in because it's so off topic. But at the same time, it's yeah. sort of good for the listeners to see what Chael's doing, to see that it's now I'm talking talking like Trump. There you are. He's got, <laughs> he got the hands. Yeah, no, but it's sort of good for the listeners to see what Chael's doing, yeah. how he's evading and and, yeah. and doing all this. You know and then what I mean? To see where this still goes. Yeah. Teams, you've got to be a teenager. It turns out you can be a 37 year old with bad leg that only trained for a couple of years. I mean, it's a really fascinating thing. And I don't know why you keep trying to change the story and make it ugly about money. Francis had the That's money. That's what it's about. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about money. It started. This is about money. It, it started very much in Chael's direction, was to talk about money and how, from a business pay-per-view standpoint, it didn't go well. Yes. That was his... Yes. That was his staple of an argument. Yes. So. Francis had the money. That's not the story here. Had Francis gone down in the first round where the result would have been the same, he would have lost. He'd still be 0-1 and not boxing in his next match be the same but he didn't do that he went out there and competed he tried to bring honor to himself he tried to show that this dream could come true that's the story of this fight your message is to try to tell other fighters and hedge them into going into that oh, direction man. Errol, he did it again see he did it he did it again he did it again. well like you said i think he realizes that this conversation isn't going the way he had planned he came with a lot of information and some facts and a narrative, and it seems to be falling short. So now it's how do you save face? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you do this? You know, and, and maybe you know we're going to see how this plays out some more. But is the agitation with with uh, uh oh I, I'm I'm getting angry because I'm losing this debate errol it's not true it's not what you mean you, you've stumbled over your own I've words here it, multiple times i said it at the beginning from of the show competitive standpoint he exceeded expectations from a financial standpoint he met expectations this was a loss <laughs> again you're missing the greater point 
if he would have gotten knocked out in the first round, you would be right. Okay, you, you bet on yourself. Forget the PFL deal. Forget the the, the Tyson Fury fight no. that no one thought you could get. No, you'd be but the now, one that's right. But now, you'd be the one no, that's but right. now he's going to get a massive deal. Now you've got Eddie Hearn on his knees begging for him to fight Anthony Joshua. Now you've got Turkey in 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 Saudi Arabia saying, "I have an offer on the table." You think they want to they want him back if he if he truly slipped on a banana peel on Saturday? No way do they want him back. You think PFL is trying to do a Deontay Wilder fight? No, they're having him fight Anti Delelli on uh, at the Hulu Theater in front of six people. You yeah. <laughs> in front of five. people. People. But now he's the most wanted man in combat sports because of what happened. That's what makes this a bigger deal financially. That's what makes this a success. How are you ignoring the what's to come? You're focusing on the storyline from May, June, and July. You're ignoring what's to come in 2024 for the most wanted man in combat sports. Why can't you conceive that? Why can't you say that this man got it right? Why do you have to be such a company man all the time Ariel. and say that anyone who walks Ariel. away from the UFC is wrong? Oh. Why do you have to do that? Ooh. Ariel's, Ariel's right. He's right. That was a great rant, and he's 100% he, right. And I, he's saying. And I think that last phrase you think about that's a company little... man and for the UFC, I think that's what pushes the bigger buttons. <laughs> he pushes the buttons. <laughs> Why do you have to do that? Well, Why? Why? My source that I'm going to quote for you is going to be you. Okay. So two days ago, the most wanted man, yes, right? the most wanted. wanted man in MMA, two days ago had his promoter, Don Davis, on your show. Yes. And Don said, MMA promoter. We don't have anything. We don't have anything interesting for him right now in MMA. In fact, the only interesting thing for Francis right now in MMA is John Jones, who's with another company. So your most wanted man got pushed on your show by his boss. Then Eddie Hearn came onto your program, okay, citing you as the source. And Eddie Hearn floated an idea to the audience of Rumble in the Jungle Part 2 and Gano versus Josh. We're even going to take it to Africa. That was the feeling out process. He did not. I get the response he was expecting and has already moved on from that idea. I, I get so. that this yeah. is sought after. I also like Francis a lot in three matches, but three specifically. None in MMA in terms of what can be done. And mm-hmm. let's, I let's like stop. him with and Josh. That's, and that's true. I it, agree with that. True. And we already said this multiple times, but I'll just reiterate. The fight that will get the needle to move in both money and competition because it's fun, is him and Wilder. The two hardest-hitting, boxing, slugging people. Not in MMA. Wilder's, like, talking about, like, I've been training for a few months. I could do MMA. Get murdered. No, that that shouldn't happen. And that's not going to bring... If they do that, it's a mistake because you're just leaving money on the table. They need... Who cares where you have it? If you have a boxing match with Wilder and Francis, the two hardest-hitting people... On the face of the planet. Yes. This is the fight. That's that 100% that I will pay. That's the, the pay-per-view I'll pay for. Because it'll, it's going to be fun. Somebody's going to sleep. They're going <laughs> to, they're, you're going to find out the answer. Yeah. You know, so it'll be fun. And uh, to Chael's credit, I agree with him that the only interesting fight in MMA is John Jones. And it doesn't matter talking about it because it's not a possibility. So I agree with him. There's nothing interesting in MMA that I want to see for Francis at this point, because True. he's not in the UFC. True. I like him with Joshua, but he's not under contract with Eddie Hearn. So now you've got a whole other contract. Can you work that out and get a buyout clause? I like him against Fury. He's in the contract with no one. Stated, the only one that can pull this off is Saudi Arabia. Meanwhile, Eddie Hearn lives in England and wants to take it to a different continent. So you're kind of going over Fury's yourself. Fury's not here. an Eddie Hearn guy. Of course, of course you have Wilder. 
But Wilder is going to have a great misconception in terms of what he's worth if he's coming over to more of an MMA realm. And if you find a promoter that's willing to put Wilder and Fury together, it's going to be a very hard thing to find. Because you're talking sought after. Sought after means numbers. It means you got a lot of suitors at the table. I'm only sharing for you. You've really narrowed it down. By your own words, you had one place, which is Saudi Arabia. Now I'm attempting to explain to your audience who you daily mislead because you don't know any better. I'm here to smarten you. You don't have multiple suitors, but the reason is this. Multiple suitors operate on the same business model, which I must have you for three fights. Wilder and Francis aren't in a position to do that. I'm only sharing with your audience how rare this one thing was. You're you, taking them directly. I think you, you could make another one-off with one fight, which is a, the one-off, a one-fight with Wilder and Ngannou. That's re- that sets him up with retirement money. So you could you people will pay for it. You can do it. it you could not have two other backup fights or a rematch clause. Because you don't again, need all that shit. All that shit he's talking about, you don't need all that. Yeah. This is what I was going to say, too. Chael, almost how Ariel said, you're thinking in terms of like these old school rules. Mm-hmm. Like These guys don't play by these rules, and this is a new day and age. Like Uncle Chael, he's forgetting that this is now in the realm of entertainment. Yes. We are in the realm of circus combat. Yes. New rules. It is. It really is. Because, say... The Saudis will put up money for Wilder and Ngannou, right? Mm-hmm. To see who's the heaviest hitter. And you know what? Maybe one knocks the other one out and it's definitive. Maybe it's close. Maybe somebody dislocates, dislocates their shoulder in the first 30 seconds. So it's a, it's a dud. Oh. It, it doesn't matter because however that plays out, if the Saudi people want to see it again or they weren't satisfied on how it, they will cough up the money again yeah. to see another one-off like oh you just you got injured the big hyped event we spent billions and now you just threw a, a a faint um a ghost punch and dislocated your shoulder could happen has happened and it's it's done boy that's a bummer that sucks that's you know okay what? we have up. a printing machine in the ground that yes. spits out oil which turns into money yes so heal up and in 10 months Heal up, get some surgery, do this, and then we'll book it again. And we'll do this on the same date one year from now, and we'll cough up all the money and do yeah. it again. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what contracts, who's who, who's a manager, a money, like you said, money talks. Yeah. And they'll say, yeah, we'll do this whenever, you know, heal up, we'll talk. And they'll change the game again. Right. You're taking them directions about the business you don't know. You keep sticking to this three fights thing, and that's not true. Francis is his own promoter. He can co-promote with anyone. He has his own promotion that he could co-promote with. And to, to your can point— Can he co-promote with the UFC, Ariel? Uh, well, Does it, he co-promote yeah. with the UFC? Yeah. Whose fault is that? Yeah, he Whose has, fault is yeah. that? Whose fault is that? But now we're talking about MMA, and you keep saying that the three biggest fights for him— When Eddie Hearn was him, on your show, did he you say keep, he wanted to co-promote with Francis? Absolutely. Ariel? He knows that he has to. He, he knows said that. those words because I watched the interview. Actually, he did it. When Don Davis was on your show, yes. did he mention co-promoting, Ariel? Yes, he did. He mentioned co-promoting with the UFC, but he's he's yeah. probably smart enough to know Uh-oh. that that will never happen. And which, to your point regarding... By the way, to Francis. your point about Don Davis, Don Davis is saying that the biggest fight in MMA for him is John Jones because he is so big. Because fighting some, some jabroni in PFL isn't big enough because jabroni. he is such a big star. You <laughs> don't have the biggest star on your roster. You don't have LeBron or, or Manning on your roster and have him fight some C-level fighter. That's because he is so big. So you keep talking... Chael, if he fights 
a, a boxer next in Saudi Arabia or Africa. He is not going to sign a three-fight deal with Top Rank, with with uh, with Eddie Hearn, with uh, Queensberry. He's not going to do it. In fact, guess what? You know how I know that? Because he didn't sign a three-fight deal with anyone to fight Tyson Fury, and he still got that fight done. Why? Ngannou mm. is very much calling his own shots right now. He's in a dream scenario for a fighter. Oh, he's absolutely... In a driver's seat. Yes, he's in the driver's seat. He's in, this is like a one of a kind. This is like a McGregor situation. He mm. is one hundred. It's actually better than a McGregor situation because Connor's always been under contract with the UFC, but he's been such a big star where the UFC gave him so much leeway. The mm. lead was so big with Connor, but Ngannou is legit calling the shots. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants right now. Yep. Because he didn't sign a three-fight deal with anyone to fight Tyson Fury. And he still got that fight done. That's why true. didn't anyone make him sign a three-fight deal? I don't know why you keep s- sticking to this three-fight deal thing. Mm-hmm. He shocked the world by, by leaving the UFC. He shocked the world by getting the PFL deal. You he shocked you the world by getting the freedom the of the Tyson Fury. You, you don't know why and now he's going to shock that? the world again. Carol, you don't know why I keep saying the three-fight deal? Hmm. You don't understand that I'm attempting to tell your audience who you mislead every day, including today. And it's by your ignorance. You're not like doing this out of fun. You don't know these things. I do. You don't understand that I'm trying to tell them. <laughs> I, I do. Just jab dad, literally. Yeah. Motor doing this out of fun. You don't know these things. I do. You don't understand that I'm trying to tell them. Pick any promoter from the time they were born that they've heard about. You can even bring Don King in if you want to do me. You bring in any promoter that goes by the standard industry of boxing. They're going to have three fights. You keep bringing this one off. It's like tomorrow you're going to be screaming from the rooftops if Elon Musk announces he's going to going to start doing fighting. And whoever goes over there is going to be great. Like If you're talking about doing losses, if you're talking about doing bad business, my mind doesn't even work that way. If you're talking about things that are not viable and sustainable, you my mind before it's entertainment yeah it is it's now at the point of entertainment and and entertainment has its own yeah and he's talking about what's good business again ariel's not talking about what's good for the organizations and promoters he's talking about what's good for nganu yep if you're talking about things that are not viable and sustainable, my mind doesn't even work that way. If you're talking about operating within the standards, how you could actually get Eddie Hearn to sign off on what he did, how you could actually get these things done by a standard industry. I mean, you came out, you tried to tell your, your audience that Francis is now a, a promoter. Really, Ariel, why don't you tell our audience the address of that office so they can swing by? Why don't you give them the phone number to Francis's secretary so they can set up a lunch? What? Because it's not, it's a, he filled out a piece of paperwork and wrote promotions on Why does it. I'm that not turning on him. It doesn't. You're, it doesn't matter. You're right. I, I think Shell's right. It is just a paper promotion. Mm-hmm. But again, who who cares and how is this part of an argument? I don't understand that. He's part. acting like he has to have some big office building and, and, and a whole incorporation, you know, yeah. with a bunch of people. I don't understand yeah. this point. He filled out a piece of paperwork and wrote promotions on it. I'm not turning on him. You're misleading, and you know it. You know there's not a production company. You know there's not cameras and lights. You know there's not distribution. True. You knew what you were saying. You lied to your own audience, and you got caught for the fourth time what, in 20 minutes. How did I get caught? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's so funny. Chael thinks he's winning. He's like, for four times. This whole time, he's like losing the argument, but he still thinks he's winning. It's very delusional. Like, this is, I don't know if this is delusional. Like, I don't know if this is him being delusional or if this is him again just trying to find a way out of this and not look bad. Well, he's, let, let's, let's take history, right? 
The best predictor <laughs> of future behavior is past behavior. So with that being said, we've seen Chael go down in flames with his own incorrect argument multiple times. When? Give me an example. When he said he was adamant about not juicing in the UFC. And he had the story, well, he took this because he was trying to conceive a kid and blah, blah, blah. What? Is that what he said? Yeah, there were different things around that. And he said all this stuff and no, and it was miss this, miss that. But then all of a sudden, you know, after after, um, Dillashaw got busted with the EPO thing, uh, Chael came out and like, oh, we know our own and blah, blah, blah. And we you know, know our own. yeah, he's like the physique wise. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. Know yeah. Our own and completely admitted like that he did all this, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so that's one. <clears throat> Another one. You know, again, you could say this was for fun or not, but when he when he lost to Anderson Silva the first time, you know, he he was winning four and a half rounds, beating the greatest you know middleweight champ ever, and then he got caught in the triangle Mm -hmm. choke and lost and even after that he i won i did this i beat him up that doesn't matter blah 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 like you know the rules and you know you lost and granted he made some funnies about it afterwards but even in general you know his stance to promote himself and a rematch with him was basically that that last part of that last round didn't really matter mm-hmm. like it was luck or whatever what it didn't really matter like i won i beat you i really i dominated you for this amount of time so again went down with it you, you tapped you lost the whole world saw it but still i'll go down in flames of what you threw your legs up around me for a couple seconds of that so we've seen he is always done and always willing to double down on himself he doesn't have you ever seen him walk anything back I don't know if I have. No. I don't know if I've seen him really walk anything no, back. I haven't. At least in a timely fashion. At least in a timely fashion when things are still present and relevant. No. I don't think I've ever seen it. He so, stands his ground and And he's willing to he go holds down. his position and he goes down with the ship. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, this is not you know, surprising so far. How did I get caught? No, I don't I don't I don't appreciate you trying to to spread this narrative. How did I lie? He is not signed to any promoter. Show me who was. You said he that was, he is a an ability through his promotion company yes, to, not, to co-promote with anybody. Yes, that's a quote, Ariel, yes. from you. He did the that on Saturday. We just you, saw it. Ran back. We just saw it on Saturday. We've just okay, great. So you had Don Davis on, and you he had wasn't Aaron his Eddie on. There's only five guys <laughs> out there that put on fights. You had two of them on on Monday. Did and either one of them say they would do that? You said yes a minute ago, and they did it. You liar. Do what? Do what? PFL. Don't promote with them. Yes, Co-promote. they did. They did. You said they said they would do that, and they didn't. They did. They did. Who were my source? Don Every Davis said he would work. Now, I'm quoting you. I, I feel like we're now like going in circles here. Do you, let me ask you this: <laughs> You've been going in circles. Who fights in, in in a boxing match next? Does he have to sign with a promotion? If he's going to do it by the standard, no standard. If you're, no if standard. You're bringing, Don't give me this the standard bullshit. <laughs> then no, of course no. he doesn't have to do it. No, but John I win. Jones. I win. No, thank you. Errol, excuse I win. me. What? No, of course he doesn't. He doesn't. He gets that to play by his own rules. Rude. That is beyond rude How is to cut rude? your guest off before he makes his point. <laughs> oh, okay. That is beyond Sorry. rude to cut. He's insulted him, told him he's stupid, yet he's rude. Yeah, yeah now he guest. gets upset. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. 
be a liar before a four times was made. What are you talking How about? How could you be right if a sentence wasn't completed? You just said no. That is a dirty move. You that just is said a no. Dirty move by you. Go ahead. Can John Jones fight somewhere else in MMA aside from the UFC next? The answer is yes. Yes, he can. You're, of course, going to push back and say, Chael, that's not our standard. Now, they've got a contract. It's got exclusivity. We had Dana White on, and this is what he said. That, so you asked me a trick question. Can he box somewhere? Can he do it? Can we wake up on Mars? Every, every statement's true if you say the word can. And then you cut me off partway through. He cannot get signed and will not get signed by Eddie Hearn, by Bob Aaron, by meaningful people within boxing who we would expect. It's like a guy says, I want to go and do WrestleMania. Well, if Vince won't sign you, I'm sure you can go do wrestling somewhere else. It's not the same thing that we're talking about. And the answer to your question is no. He will not get signed with your likely suspects if you don't have a multi-fight deal. So how do he do it on Saturday? Because you lack significance. So how do he do it on Saturday? You lack significance. The fight has got to be about something. So how did he do it on Saturday? How did Francis do? Yeah. No, how did he do it? How did he have a fight on Saturday against Tyson Fury without signing to a promoter? Well, first off, you had a sanction by the WCBC whose president sat in the front row but didn't put the title up. I mean, not for nothing. You had a lot of really weird things here. Sure. Because it's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Different realm. Motor who saw that this was going to be a loss, but it's someone else right there. It's important to understand. But to Chell's point, he he did have a promoter. PFL, what, had to be part of the co-promotion, right? Because I don't know that. Because he has contract under it. So uh, but but so, I don't know if they were part of the co-promotion just because he's under contract with them. Well, maybe not in that let's do this together, but they gave permission. Right. I don't think it was like so, a UFC Conor McGregor Mayweather situation. True. I, I, I don't think that, but... You could still say there was a promoter because you have you're signed to a promoter. So if they give you permission to go out and do something and just be home before the lights go out mm -hmm. type thing, I don't know. Doesn't that sort of count as as I, it's hard? That co promotion is a is a tricky word because does it mean we both put up the stage and the lights and equal money mm -hmm. and we profit equally. Is that, is that exactly what co-promoting or is, you know, or is it, Hey, I'm the promoter cause he's signed to me, but I said, go off and do that. And then, you know, did they get any money from that? Yeah, to me, that's what a promoter is. Someone did they who's, get money from that who's event. making money off of the event, but, who's helping to market it, promote it and gets money from it. But can you, and I don't think can the PFL is getting any money from it. But can you get some other worth out of it, which was with their goal of... Yeah, exposure. Exposure. That, so then it's... Oh, who's Francis Ngannou? We never heard of him before. Oh, he's an MMA fighter. Well, where does he fight if I want to see him fight MMA? He fights in the PFL. He's so under our banner. Exposure. He's yeah. under our name. You'll yeah. look us up. You'll watch some of our other fighters. Even if Francis never, ever fights for us, actually, mm. we're attached to the name... And God is attached to our name. So if our name PFL wasn't getting out, now that it's attached to Ngannou, so Ngannou did his own thing. Hey, isn't he signed with somebody? Oh, the PFL. What does that mean? I don't know. Let's go look up PFL. Okay, I see P what you mean. PFL, they, they, it at least gets their name out there. It's 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 like a an internet an internet link, right? It comes back to this. So it's like oh, this a is backlink. Oh, look at you! A backlink. Look at you! Look at that! Good job. I, you know your SEO. I don't know that, but whatever. <laughs> but it is sort of okay. Our we're going to use name value. 
except normally it's fighters use name value, you know, from the company. There's a value. This is the kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of we want our business name to get bigger, despite we have some money and we have other people, you know, that make money and some big fighters. But, you know, we have Kayla and blah, blah, blah. But now let's attach it to him. Because it'll come back and people start looking up in the, on the interweb, the PFL, and let's look into this. And, oh, they have, like, a season. They, they run a different format than some of the other MMA combat sports, blah, blah, blah. So then is that part of the promotion? Because you're still getting some out of it. You're getting value. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's a tricky – how do you define that? Chael could say, I define it by you're under contract with this and blah, 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 everything I just babbled about. And – Ariel could say no because they're, like you said, they're not getting any direct revenue from that fight. Right. But it's a great advertisement to get money down the road. Right. Who saw that this was going to be a loss, but it's someone else writing the. And it's important that you understand this. You didn't answer my question. Can you answer my question? How did he do it on Saturday? I am answering it for you. I'm answering it in more detail. WBC is a sanctioning body. They're not a promoter. You can't get this kind of detail anywhere. WBC is a sanctioning body. That's like trying to tell me that Logan Paul and and, and Mayweather fought. And I'll go, well, prove it. Show me me on the boxing stats where it's at. You go, well, it was an exhibition. I mean, we're going to play your game. We're going to keep putting. We're pieces in place. There's no How did he do this this without signing to promote? Your whole premise here is that he needs to sign with a promoter for three fights in order to. Ariel, excuse excuse me. This wasn't done through a promoter. It was done through an entity who openly lost money and was willing to do it. You keep changing the rules. And why can't that be the case? What's your point? Why can't that be the case for the next fight? And Francis goes and laughs to the bank. Right. They seem very happy to partake in this business arrangement. Excuse me. I didn't know we were operating in make-believe world. I thought oh you brought God. an expert in me on, not to think about what could be, to talk about realistically, per the standard of the industry that we operate in, what can be done. We had you say, well, could have Francis kicked him on Saturday? And we, I go, no, he can't kick him. It's against the rules. You go, yes, he could. He could have kicked him, but it would have cost him a point. Yeah, I guess. His Aaron, excellency, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I didn't sheet. interpret the question like that. I've literally never had you be this kind of stupid before. I'm mm. not using other people's you, words. You keep I'm insulting me. Yours. You keep insulting me you, to try to win this argument. Lying. And I keep proving you wrong and provide. And now Ariel's getting the point. Yeah. He's, he's 100% getting the point. Okay. This is real now. And you're starting to agitate me. Like, this is the first point in the whole argument where yeah. ariel's starting to get a little agitated like all right dude like i was letting you go and yeah. now you're sort of starting to irritate me a little bit like with the name calling like it was funny we're friends but you're being disrespectful now and you're starting to piss me off actually yeah and the, the 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 tire belt is starting to show through the tread now of chael's argument so and, and ariel sees it mm-hmm. like all right you're your tire's about to blow here. Right. So you keep insulting me you, to try to win this argument, lying. and I keep proving you wrong and providing facts. You haven't His proved Excellency, it once yet, Turkey Why was the WBC title not up? Because Francis. Why did the WBC. Cha- no, excuse me. Why did the WBC champion fight? Shut up. Why did the WBC <laughs> champion fight and not put his title up? And tell me another time Shut in heavyweight up. history that's happened. Don't tell me Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Tell me a time that a sitting champion fought and didn't put his belt up in a real sport. Go ahead. Because originally the WBC's stance on this was that because Francis had no... Dude, that is so rude. If you ever spoke to me like that, we would never talk again. 
if you said shut up to me like that. I don't even let uh my 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 kids aren't allowed to utter that phrase. Oh God, I God forbid. I mean, your kids would be the absolute worst if your kid said shut up to to you. But to I'm anybody, saying even a they're fr- not even allowed to oh, they're say not allowed the to phrase. say it. They're not allowed to say it, period, to a friend to anybody. They're not allowed to say shut up. Just it's off the table. It is. It's 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 what do you teach them to say instead? Be quiet. Be quiet, leave me alone, don't talk it. Like the the two words together, shut up, is a phrase yeah. that is not permitted. It's like I I treat it like you know one of the curse words, and like it's it's right up there like no nah, and the way he said it too no. he said it like bad he was like shut up like like he said it in a way like it was so demeaning the way he said it yeah that's why I don't like that that that's a very harsh phrase that's a what about the way I do sometimes I go shut up that's a little different right that's, that's, <laughs> like you kidding me that's like shut you got up, a, really? a sander and you rounded the edges <laughs> and then you duct tape pillows on it. That because Francis had no professional boxing fights on his record, his boxing matches on his record, that they would not make this a title fight. That's why it was a 10-round fight, not a 12-round fight. In the end, they came around and they started, and who knows if they got paid by this. And in the end, the British Boxing Board of Control also came on board. But when this was first announced, at the very beginning in July, when it was a done deal, they felt like it wasn't a real fight because he had no boxing experience. That's why. And because Alexander Usyk is sitting there as the rightful number one contender, he has to defend against Alexander Usyk. And there is that's some the belief that let's, they let's only be okay. honest. That's that's the real is, hey, we we don't want you putting up the belt against somebody that if they beat you, they sort of tarnish and diminish the credibility of that belt. Because mm-hmm. somebody that's not boxed comes in and does have a puncher's chance, and he's proved better than that, that that if he yeah. takes the belt, he disrupts everything. Again, also sort of back to Chael's point of, well, then what do we do with him? If he takes our belt, he's not under contract with us. So he just takes the belt and leaves, and now we just have a vacant spot. Pulls so, GSP. Yes. <laughs> And now we got to like scramble, do this. And not only, at least with GSP, you had a former person that left as a champion in that sport come back and fight for a, a different higher weight championship and then leave. I mean, at least that still makes Look a little you. sense. Look at you. You got to stick up for your boy. Right. Yeah, you, you had to throw that in there. Right. right. <laughs> Same sport. And he left a champion and then came back to fight a champion fight. At least the uh, math adds up a little bit. <laughs> This is, we can't have the, the, the new guy. Expect nothing less from you with your boy. Oh, my. <laughs> the Usyk fight was going to be announced, and there was some belief that the reason why they announced it before the fight happened, which I criticized them for, was because the other sanctioning body, I believe it's the IBF, said, if you don't announce this fight by this day, we are going to strip everyone, and we're not going to be involved. So this has to be the next fight. And so these are some of the reasons why. It wasn't originally, and these are some of the reasons why eventually they came around, in my opinion. So, again, the part that I don't understand about your stance is you keep saying by the standard, by the standard. What I'm trying to tell you is the Saudis are a new standard. And so we had the, 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 the gentleman who made this fight, Turkey al-Sheikh, His Excellency. He came on the show. He demanded <laughs> to be on the show on Monday from his palace in Saudi Arabia. He says, I see a lot of jabronis on the internet but you're the one that I need to talk to because you're number one. You got 13 trophies That's that funny. back up that statement. And I have an offer on the table for Francis. Good Gagano for you. Chael yeah. gives him the thumbs up. Good for you. Yeah. 
and I have an <laughs> offer on the table for Francis Ngannou to come back to Saudi Arabia. There's, there it is. It's right there. From my show. Did you miss that part? Did you miss that segment? You keep quoting other segments and misinterpreting them. Did you miss that one? That was the biggest one. That's the most powerful man in everything combat sports right now. Just laid out, everything that you just laid out, while being accurate, is against standards oh, of the industry. Oh, my goodness. Somebody, I'm glad. They wanted, I'm glad like, look, all three of us at the same time. Like, you, what? me, and then Ariel, we all went, oh, my God. You, you can't with this guy. We all did the you can't with this guy. Oh, yeah, because it's all right. I can't when, anymore. We're all getting know, frustrated. You beat the triple fight standard horse <laughs> to, to death. death. Like, what, what do you want to do with it now? Like, clear. you took him to the glue factory. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gone. There. There's literally yeah. like Elmer's out of him now yes. that's in like all over the country in different CVS's and Wal- Walgreens and everything. And he's on and the wall. The Elmer's has actually been used. Like, the kids have already used it and then pitched it and thrown it away. And now the plastic is being recycled. Like, this is how much he's beat. And there's already hopeless horses laying <laughs> with flies all over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, this is. It's getting uh, frustrating, right? Yeah. It had to have been frustrating for Ariel because it's getting frustrating for us. Yeah, because your point was the 10 to 20 million in the lie. That's what you grabbed onto first. And now we're the industry standard that we've swayed so far from that. Yes. That why bring it up? And I don't know. Against standards of the industry. Oh, for somebody fuck's sake on this they wanted <laughs> to be strategic. They wanted to sit down with a manager or an agent and or a promoter and try to lay out a viable and reasonable plan. You can't wait, wait, wait. Each thing that you he said. He said the wrong word there. He started with viable. Well, what Francis is doing is viable. What he's going to do in the future without following the standard of a three fight uh, manager, promoter, whatever that is. He he is going to be viable. So that's a big mistake word. You said viable. Ariel should have stopped him there. Like, he's viable. And, it, it, you know, the Sheik was on here and basically offered him another fight. Mm-hmm. So as things stand, he is not only viable, but that also went up X-fold. Mm-hmm. So try to lay out a viable and reasonable plan. Each thing that you set is one-offs. It's never happened before. And you're saying they're the new <clears> player and they're setting the new rules. If there was a consistency and they were going each a week and a, and a person could make a living and have a job to do, I don't know that I would disagree with you. It would still be a really weird point Why do you keep that you would attempt hanging to argue on to the standards? Seventy, Considering it's 72 hours since it happened, it's not like you could possibly be an expert in it, but you are pretending to be. And it's just it's kind of one of these these really strange situations. So... I'm not sure why you do it. I, I don't know if you're getting paid or you just feel like his nuts are better to lick than mine. I, I don't oh, really know why you're doing what, what you're doing. You. But there, there's nothing about that plan that was wise to do. The competition is where the focus should be. The fact that the pay-per-view bombed, we shouldn't even mention. This is a celebration of the fight that happened. And it goes two ways. By the way, when you find yourself, Ariel, every upset you've ever seen in any sport, could be swimming, boxing, every single upset has one thing in common. The athlete that lost, the favorite, found themselves in a situation that was harder than they thought it was going to be. And when Fury found himself in that spot, he regained his discipline. I mean, it was really an incredible thing for him to gut that out in March 4th. And then talk about Francis. Not only has he got that power, right? Not only were his strikes are good. Who gives a shit? Now he's going into technical analysis. Like, who gives a shit? This is Where did this come from? This is what's known as the 
I called it Tito Ortiz strategy. What is that? Tito Ortiz, you know, he would go into fights and he would have different t-shirts to put on like after the fight. So if he won, he would put on like a t-shirt that had something about the fight or the fighter or some like okay. phrase. But if he lost, you couldn't wear that t-shirt, right? So you had to have like another t-shirt and then say different words, right? You can't brag about the fight you just lost. Right, right, right. And he had an interesting way of going from like, I talked the noise, but then I lost, but I still want to be liked. You know what I mean? But now if I rub people the wrong way and I lost. Oh, I see where you're going with this. So now he would smartly divert the whole thing. And how he did it a lot of times verbally was he would like thank the troops like he would turn it into like this patriotic little speech at the end. So when you're mad at somebody and you're upset, and you're like, I just want to thank the troops and blah, 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 for what you guys do and, mm-hmm. and turn it into like a patriot. So now the people are like, uh-oh, well, we can't talk shit or boo because now you're like, you went, you segued right into talking about the troops. Hmm. And that's always going to be positive, right? Mm-hmm. If you always talk about Used the- to be. True, and still should be. You, you might should be. Yes, you, you might talk about the people that put the troops in harm's way in a bad situation and the political choices, but the troops themselves that are putting their life on the line for their country mm. is a good thing. So he would go into those, which that uh, would just take all the ammo. Now away. go ahead and say how it pertains to Chael. So now Chael realizes, uh oh, I got to get out of this argument. So I'm going to segue right into. Francis Ngannou and the toughness and what he did, and this is great, because what argument is there for that? Nobody's arguing. It's, it happens to be not at all relevant right now to this discussion, mm-hmm. but you saw you're out of plays, so now you got <laughs> to He is out of plays. you got to go and go sideways, yeah. and his sideways is, in fact, this. Did you see that one where he took an elbow? A straight-up illegal where Fury just tried to cheat, but it's like, I don't care if I get disqualified. It's better than whatever's happening here. Francis didn't even flinch. Yeah, this I must is have so, watched that thing three times. You, you would think that we're watching this podcast, which is specifically about the Francis Ngannou-Tyson Fury fight. So when you say that, and then you have a fighter and a fight analyst talking about the fight, if I just told you that, you'd say, that sounds so relevant. It makes sense on this podcast. But the truth is, and everybody knows listening, the technical aspect and the fight itself was not at all part of this argument, debate, discussion, conversation, really, which makes it really strange, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about the fight might seem relevant. It is not at all relevant. It sounds like two separate things. Like, if you just started watching right now, you would think they were talking about that the entire time. They were breaking down a fight. You would think they were recapping a fight. But it it really Couldn't be farther from where the vein of this discussion has gone or is ending up to. Right. I must have watched that thing three times. No, I must be seeing it wrong. It looks like he's hitting him, but Francis doesn't move. In fact, he comes forward. I kept rewinding because I couldn't believe how well Francis took that shot. So if you're talking about from a competitive standpoint, that's the focus of this. 
you're choosing to try to mislead with an overarching theme of bringing down the promoters, which is what keeps you afloat. I just wish that you wouldn't Why? do that. It's misleading and How? it's not true. How are you getting that? It simply isn't true. I said at the you beginning of the show. You even tried to make a comparison. As weird as this was, I let it go because you just said so many stupid things. But I even <laughs> let it go where you try to say. <laughs> it's very Trump of him the way he talks. This was I let it go because you just said so many stupid things. But I even let it go where you try to say, and John Jones would have been hurt anyway. And pull up, John Jones got hurt a week ago for a fight that's two weeks from now. And the proposed match between Francis and John was nine months ago. Mm. So it was just a Good weird point. thing that you <clears throat> did for reason that I don't really know why you did it. Francis, you think would have been one hundred percent for that? I don't think Again. Francis was 100% versus Fury. Oh, why, why, why wouldn't Francis have been 100% for that? Francis has been out for like 18 years. Because he was talking about when he left, he hurt his knee. So I think he's talking about if they fought nine months ago. Was All right. Francis Maybe knee. it was three months ago. This Maybe part it was four is, uh, months ago. It's just as dumb for both of them to bring up this point yeah. again. I don't think Francis was 100% versus Fury, Errol. Nah, we, we don't live at 100%. He, he made the walk. He made the walk for that one. Uh, the point is... Uh, you that, keep, that's my well. You, that's my this point. Is, that's this my, my this point. Is, is he made the walk? Yes, Don't try to steal like all made, of a sudden. You're a tough he, guy. He made the walk, and <laughs> my point this is this argument made the walk. is an argument. I, I have I have thousands of hours of footage over the past ten months of me saying Francis made the right call. You have thousands of hours of footage saying that he made the wrong call, and I believe ultimately what I'm taking away from this is that you can't say that you were wrong. You can't mm -hmm. say that you and were Errol, wrong. You can't mm -hmm. admit for once Errol, what that you were wrong. Away is I can't believe how dishonest you're being. I happen to know those you thousands of hours. And you spoke about it. When you said Francis did the right thing, you spoke purely from one perspective, which was business, which bombed. I spoke about what it from a competitive standpoint. Oh. I spoke about it from my respect cool. to boxing that I found out. I mean, this is the second time so in the my 10 life. Million, second time. The 10 million is a bomb? The greatest in the world got their ass kicked by a guy that's never done it. How is the 10 it's million a bomb? Thing, How is the 10 million a bomb? for you to come in and then say, and there could be up to another 10 million in paper. Come on, Carter, you, you made stuff How is up, the 10 million a bomb? How is the 10 million a bomb? How is it? Ten, there's you, well, you, no UFC again, you fighter on the plane. You keep trying to assign it. You keep trying to assign it. You, you've got this real welfare mentality. I didn't know this side of you. How much did uh -oh. you make versus how much were you given are very different conversations. <clears throat> I'm trying to be responsible about this, Errol. There's not a viable idea. What does he mean by you have this welfare mentality? I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. It doesn't. Okay. doesn't make a lot of sense to me, so I don't. Hmm. I'm trying to be responsible about this, Errol. There's not a viable idea when the account goes this way. That's just the truth. Oh, you think you Francis have spoke paid about this for the event? Today's think... conversation should be about the competition. The competition is why Francis, to your point, is going to have another huge fight. The next payday, which is going to be big and will be made and earned, where somebody else will get a profit. Which was not his message of the, the whole competition. time. Joe was not in the camp that Francis will make a lot of money in his next fight he's basically was said that it yeah it, he it stuck to the point that this was yeah that it's and a it, one-off and, and it wouldn't lightning wouldn't strike twice yeah and it now it's exact opposite right mm -hmm. now that he will and yeah francis did a great job and so did fury and we should have made it about competition instead of you trying to damage the bigger guys that you think somewhere around the way wronged you and you know what partner no. they probably did that, but for you to mislead your audience oh, that, that was I a see. good business move to let somebody else lose money but it's what i got 
Oh, Fair enough, partner. Now I get Play it. Play the lottery for your retirement plan. I get plan. it. Words I get it. By Ariel Helwani. I get what you're doing. I get what you're doing. You're, 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 you don't have the balls to come out and say it, so I'll say it for you. <laughs> what you're trying to say is that I have a grudge against the UFC and Dana White, and that's why I'm trying to spin this into a narrative that that Francis won. You d- you danced around it. You almost tried you, to say you it. You think I didn't make that clear? Oh, no, you didn't you say it. You think I didn't say, make that You didn't clear? say that. You didn't when quite say it. When I said you it. think I danced around it. Oh, you danced around it. I called you nah. flat the F out on it. Nah. What do you mean I danced, you danced around it? You didn't have the I guts. I hit you in the face You didn't like have the guts to pan. say it, so I'll say it for you. <laughs> I don't have the guts to say it. You didn't have the guts to say it. Rewind this video three hours ago. Rewind this video three hours ago, and I was asked the first question of the day was, should other UFC fighters do this? And I said, no. Not only will it not happen, I don't think it's a smart idea, and I don't think it's 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 going to play out the way it did for Francis. Francis is an anomaly, and I even asked Markel that same question. So you think that I have this vendetta against the UFC that I'm going to try to unionize the fighters to go out? It would be incredibly dumb. They go. don't have the. He can't hammer it home any more than he is right now. Yeah, he summed it up pretty quick. It would be incredibly dumb. They don't have the they, they don't have the skills. They don't have the backing. There's not the demand, X, Y, and Z. And yet you are trying to spin this narrative so that you can get a couple of high fives on your YouTube channel later and say, you really stuck it to Ariel. You really exposed him. No, I know the score and I know exactly what happened. Francis Ngannou went out there and bet on himself and got one of the best deals that he could possibly get from the PFL. And then he got it while everyone was shitting on him, including yourself. And let's be honest. You have a grudge against him. You've talked about this. You guys almost came to blows in Dallas. You've talked about this on your YouTube channel. Hmm. So there's a vendetta there too. There's probably a little bit of a, you know, bad blood between you and it's probably in your best interest to continue to shit on him. And I understand that. But what you are saying is incredibly, incredibly reckless because you're ignoring the fact that $10 million is not a win for a guy in the UFC. No one's making $10 million if you're not named Conor McGregor. And then the money he's about to make the next time around, the money he's about to make is going to laugh in the face of everyone in the UFC other than Connor because he gets to play by a different set of rules. So you could do, you can, you can dance around everything you want, but next time, do me a favor, Chael. Don't fucking be a don't 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 be a fucking coward and dance around this shit. Say it to my face. Say it to my face like a man because that's how I know you. Say it to my face and say, no, Ariel, you have a vendetta. You have a bias against the UFC, and that's why you're doing this. Say it to my face. Grow a fucking pair, Shoo. and I'll say to you. You have a bias and a vendetta against Francis, and you're a company man, and you work for ESPN, and you don't want to upset Big Bad Dana because he's done some really nice things to you over the years. Oh, smoke. Damn. What did you call Ariel once? A respectful gangster. Remember you said that? You said Ariel is a respectful gangster, and he really is. I think that's what you get. It was something gangster, a gangster with manners, a respectful gangster, something like that, but damn, son. I mean... Whew, that was that was rough. You have your bias, I have mine. The best part about this story is we know how it played out. Francis won. He didn't have to pay a penny. He didn't have to lose a dime. He got 10 to 20 million. Oh, I can't wait for those numbers to come out. And then he's about to get even more come March whenever he fights again in the kingdom, backed by a guy who doesn't care if he loses another 100 million. <laughs> the spirit of today was for us to celebrate... The competitiveness. Of Francis, <laughs> which is what I came here to do. The politician jail. Uh, the, business, I- the spirit of today uh, was to celebrate Francis and God. <laughs> very simple. It lost money. The paper. You're done right there. You stop right there. If your true intent, Ariel, with your big balls and all your courage, <laughs> was to celebrate the ten million that he got, which is all that he got, 
You would have done that three months ago when it was I did. announced. I did. I'll the send you the clip. Of today, I'll send you the clip. Ariel, and the I did. only reason your I did. audience is still I did. watching. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying, Chael. I did. I did. I did it, it on July 11th. to do you're liar. with the competitiveness. Okay, Chael. The only reason you're talking you about keep a flight. Lying? Free, Errol, you keep cutting me off. Because you're lying. Chael, you're lying. You are lying. About what? I did celebrate. I would strangle you if I was you come and talk to me mouthy like this, you little... Do it. Do Errol. it. This is like a scene Just out of your movie. No job. Real quick. Is that real? What? Is that real? Whenever Chael said, if I was there right now, I would strangle you for talking to me like this. Do you think this is real? How real is this? I mean, I because in reality, what I could have done, what I probably should have done, the listeners are going to have to be the judge of this, is I should have just took this 10 minutes. From 40 minutes to 50 minutes in this clip. It's a 50-minute clip. I should have took 40 to 50 because it's the most interesting out of it all because it was the climax. But we had a, we had a good talk. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm glad you did. I, yeah. I did I did as well. But do you think... How real is that? What's what's occurring right now? That's where my interest lies. I, I think it's real. I, think it's, I don't think he would actually choke him if he was in front of him, but I think he's mad enough to say it. Okay. It's not like when I say, like, I'll put hands on you. Like, no, don't I get out of pocket because really... I'll put hands on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not joking. I don't think he's joking. I think he's really mad because he, he caught himself enough not to curse. He was about to curse. And Chael st- doesn't, though, right? Chael doesn't say the F word, right? He was Isn't about, that his thing? It was about to curse, and he stopped himself. So there was, I'm like, super, like, if you remind a little bit, he got up oh, like, oh, uh, oh, I know what I'm you're about saying to, now. And he, all right, I'll reserve, but I, he was almost that mad. You're, like he had to I catch understand. himself. I understand what you mean by that. So okay. we're borderline loss of control. Do it. Do it. Do it. See? You this little, is like a scene out of... Oh, oh, oh. It's not the F word. He, he, he almost the called beach. him a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. He stopped. He was like, you little... Yeah, you're right. You're so 100% he was about right. To lo- like, he's losing it, and he had the pause, right? Yes. Talk Come. to me mouthy like this, Do you it. little... Do it. Do Daryl. it. This is like a scene just, out of your movie. Low job diamond. Because I'm saying you didn't do something. I if did it turned it. out you did, by the way, it would make me wrong. It yes. would mean that your buddies got it wrong. It wouldn't make well, it a you're lie. Saying it was and such, you sure didn't invite me over here. You're saying, I sure was on with you three months ago. I've been on with you since this fight was signed, and you never celebrated it. You never talked about the money, oh and it was so God. rude what you've done to Francis here today where you pretend to be his friend, talk about behind someone's back. I'm going to be a coward behind your back, but I almost come to blows with Francis face-to-face. Do you think those two stories go together, you little weasel? What are you talking Something about? you talked about it on your YouTube Something channel. Something else about it, Ariel. Yeah, go ahead. This is about the celebration of the competition that he had. And when you talk about it, it will parlay you to your next fight. These are wonderful things that I agree with you and that we can have a meaningful conversation on. But this is you taking things back. And to come and ask me when something is done, literally whether this happened or not, of course, of course it did. We're stating facts. I interpret that for me to educate people about the standard of the industry and what could be changed to make it better next time. It's a very rare event. It's a very rare sporting event in my lifetime where it's bigger after the the fact. That's why so we can talk about it. That's why study. I'm asking you about the, the benefit of hindsight the and how it worked. The fact that it was a financial loss while being the biggest and most celebrated after the fact is something that we can learn from. Those are relevant facts that your now, audience would want to know. Here's they would the piece. To- now it's they're sort of talking about different things that they could both be right. Francis made out financially 
the people that put on the fight didn't necessarily make out financially. No, yeah, of course, so, yeah. So you could say Chael's right as far as if you're putting on a fight, they didn't make money. Yeah, and then, but, and then of course, Ariel is right because he's concerned with just Francis yeah, and his own was, personal wasn't career. wasn't the topic of the argument. It so, wasn't the yeah, topic I'm just, of the discussion. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in this exact thing, they're they're both right in what they're saying, but this 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 battle has gone in any in every direction since the beginning. Something that we can learn from. Those are relevant facts that your audience would want to know. They would want to know why today them personally are more excited about this than they were Saturday morning, the day of the fight. Those are interesting things. Retrospect. You chose this to use a way to try to hurt the man. It was weird. I don't know why you did it, Errol. I I don't know why you did it. I literally said, now that we have the benefit of hindsight, and looking back in retrospect, can you consider Errol, that this worked out? Errol, you know that's out? not what... Errol, 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 you know that wasn't your point. Or we would just do that now. We would do, we do that all day. What fun would that be to listen to? Because now yes, we know I how the story the plays thing, out. Errol. It was filmed now, and put around the world. Now he knows I mean, how the story plays out. Now he knows how the story plays out. You things for that reason. You had a different message. You had a different message. And was, I do resent that you tried to act like I wouldn't say it to you. And you motion, come on over yeah. here. That's well, I chicken. Mean, I don't do that. I don't. I don't do that kind of stuff threatening to you. Me. You're saying you're going to strangle me, Chael, my you. own friend. You called me a liar, Errol. Yes. You called me you a liar. liar. You which are in a liar. worst case, which in a weasel. worst case, I could be wrong. I'm not a liar, but I could be wrong. You know what Chael is? Chael was that black chick. From uh, the the what, I don't know what she is. She's like the spokesperson for the president. Oh, yeah, Who yeah. is that? I don't. I know. forget her name. Do you even know what? Oh, yeah. Like no, but what is her like title for the listeners? Bullshit. Yeah. Well, that should be her title at a high level, though. Yeah, at the highest level. Grand Poop. Let's call let's Grand Poop a bullshit. The, the Grand Poop a bullshitter. Oh yeah, great. That is a fantastic. I don't know if her business card says that. Maybe on the back. But it should. Maybe on the back. Right. (laughs) But that is who he's being right now. Every time I see that chick talk, she's twisting and turning and circles and lies and blah, blah, blah. And like, she's a fantastic talker. Don't get me wrong. But everybody sees through the bullshit and she's just a spokesperson of lies. And that's what, that's what Cheo is. He's a spokesperson of lies right now. (laughs) I could be right. You don't give I mean, me you your said, friend the benefit listen, of that. Listen, you don't give me the benefit that I could have been on, wrong. And he's trying to make Ariel look like the bad guy. Now he's like, and you're not a good friend. That's what a bad friend you are. And not only that, you're a bad friend to Francis too. This whole time, Ariel's trying to defend France. He's trying to talk up France. He's trying to say what good he did. Chael's now trying to twist it and say, and you're even a bad friend to Francis too. <laughs> we're all getting dirty Game today. On. yeah we're all getting dirty said that it's been reported that he made 10 to 20 million it was your opening line which was a lie so i told you bring it up i don't care if it's a thread by an anonymous source on the underground form i told you i would accept it but i told you it wasn't out there and you didn't actually read it and you didn't do it what you is? had to cop to the lie that you were the one that said it yeah 10 to 20 million is a hundred percent difference by me. it's not a prediction well, it's I don't know misleading. what the numbers are. That's why I you asked you. We could go bomb. back. How do I way, know? You know the paper. How do I know? I don't work for like the worldwide leader. This I don't is work weird, for them. Man. I don't have an inside you're a source. And by the way, you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. That's the best part of the whole clip. You're a weirdo. I love that word. I love it. Anytime anybody calls anybody a weirdo, I laugh so hard. I love it. 
I think my brothers have called me that. It's just it, it's just such a funny insult, it is. especially when you say it. Um, like if you say it and you're joking around, it's not as funny when you say it. Yeah, when you say it in a condescending way in an argument, it is hilarious. It is so funny. Wait, you are a liar because you tweeted one, which I didn't know. You tweeted on Saturday that you were at the event, and and we just found out you weren't at the event. Is was that? Was that not a lie? Or did I say that to you today? No, did I but, say but there's, those a, there's words a habit of lying. Then how are you bringing a, it in? Because you tweeted how that. How are you bringing it in? So there's a habit. There's a habit. But how oh. would you bring that in? We're having history. a debate about oh. today. Yeah. What we said. I didn't look say these Arrow things down. to you today. <laughs> look oh. at Aaron. Why would you bring that? Should because I bring up things that I know about, about you outside of the interview? No, you, is that you. what we should do to figure out who the weasel is versus who the tough guy is? Should you, we start you doing that to you, each other? You oh. I didn't bring up a single thing that you haven't said publicly. Why don't we just call it? Why don't we? This is the road to nowhere. There was two things to observe. There was a competitiveness that was amazing. It was. There was a business life that wasn't viable. That's the truth. One wasn't viable, and one was surprisingly competitive. I came here to celebrate the good, not only with Francis, but with Tyson. You came here to tell a message to Dana White, which missed, like it always. I got to go. I hate hanging up. That's, what, that's what punks do, uh, but I got to go, man. That's you're a weasel disgusting. move. That's you're a weasel move. You're disgusting, and that's you're weak, Ariel. Move. You're disgusting and weak. That's you're all stand here. You're trying you're you're trying to leave. Weasel. You're trying to leave and you I'm keep insulting me. You keep I insulting me. Bring on the insults. Bring on the insults. You keep lying and then you call me the liar. Some friend. You, you did lie. You opened this by saying <laughs> that it did 10 to 20 mil as reported. You could have said, I'm guessing, I think, but you didn't. You lied. This is your opening line. I'm not going back, Ariel. Like you try to do with things that have a different place that no, nobody here as your audience, our jury can see. I went back to your first line. Place. Your opening line to me, you lied. Oh, I hanging. called you out. You got caught lying. You said it did Say 10 it to 20, and you it said did. it was reported. I, yes, by I'm me. Leaving. By I'm me. Leaving. By me. By me. You're a little by me. Goodbye, Ariel. Keep, keep insulting. Yeah, there he is. What a freaking bitch move that is. You know what? You can't even call it a 10-6. I was going to say 10-6 aerial, but you can't. It actually a TKO because Chao exited. He left. He didn't even stick around for the decision. He knows he lost and he did the dip. I think you might be correct, my Yep. So there you go. There you go. That is our fight companion on the entire argument. For better or worse, I don't know if what we just did hey, was I, had fun. I don't know. Did you? Yeah. Did you okay. have fun? Yeah, I, I did. I just did that was it was a it's two hours. <laughs> it's definitely one hundred percent gonna have to be its own entity, as Cheryl oh, would say. It's gonna have to be done by <laughs> it's gonna have to be a bonus episode, but um there you go, guys. That is our fight companion for Chael versus Ariel. We will talk about it more on uh, episode 189 and uh, in the current events section. We'll okay. touch on it just a little bit in case people don't listen to the bonus episode. Fools. Sound good? <laughs> listen to it. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. From casuals to fanatics, we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. If you love us as much as we love you, then smash that like button, smash that share button, and send us off to your friends. Most importantly, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and even its little brow brow Instagram. Not into social media? Not a problem. Swing on by SlipTheJabPodcast.com and send us a message the old-fashioned way via email. We'd love to hear your feedback, answer any questions you might have, or simply chop it up with you. Thanks again to everyone for joining us. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you next time.